Film Waltz, everyone. That is Anderson. I'm Brian Benjamin, your hosts for today. Top five Irish characters. Happy early uh, St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Mm-hmm. Is it St. Patty's with a T or St. Patty's with a D? I believe it's a T because it's Patrick. Yeah, I thought so too, but I posted this and uh, most people uh, voted on my little poll for the T. Most people uh-huh. you voted for the T. But some people are like, no, it's, it's a padrag. Like, like the, oh, it could be. Like, uh, like that's how they smell in Ireland. I'm, so. I'm, I'm half Irish myself and I'm, I'm not oh, that. The half I'm not that good. I used to identify as Irish and be pretty Shamed. excited about it when I was younger. Shamed. Hey, can I just, be, before we begin here, what Brian, can I just say everybody settle down with the whole coronavirus. Everyone just... Ma- what was that? What's that? Tom, Tom Hanks. Oh no. Okay. Well, I, everyone still it just. Pack it up. I think that everyone's overreacting just because Tom Hanks has it now. You know, there's a face to it. Yeah. Everyone's what's that? What's that? The, the NBA just can't cancel the whole the whole league. Whole, oh, this is the season. D- disbanded. Oh, suspended the season. Dis- disbanded the entire disbanded league. Disbanded the league. <laughs> they paid out the owners. Bringing it. Bring out. The, bringing the ABA back now. Huh? All right. Uh, yeah, this uh, this episode's a little bit of a different one, uh, a little funny because I don't know, funny is the right word there, Brian, right? Really but uh, just uh, about an hour, hour and a half ago uh, is when, the, uh, as the show was recording, is when the news broke about not only the NBA, but also Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Yeah, we are right in the middle of it. And Who knows what's going to happen while we're recording? Evidently, I don't know if this is uh, absolutely pr- uh, private or pub- public. This is public knowledge, but uh, it's been, uh, I, I have learned that uh, the family that infected the old Hanks over there and his wife, Rita Wilson, as well as much of the cast and crew of that Elvis movie, that Baz Luhrmann movie they were shooting down in Australia, uh, was a result of a, uh, a wealthy family, oh. a wealthy Australian family, apparently uh, paying money to get out of uh, oh, South Korea. Cool. Paying their way out when God, they probably the best. shouldn't have been. And then the very first thing they did was they just happened to book uh, hotel rooms on the same floor as that entire uh uh, casting crew, the entire production of that Elvis movie uh, happened to be on the same floor, and uh, lo and behold, man, if I've said it once, I said it a hundred times. Behold. Rich people really do have the the best interest of everyone at heart. You know what I mean? They're really thinking about everybody. But you know, I've been one of these people saying, I, I know it's going to get way worse before it gets better, and I think that that uh, today was that day. Mm-hmm. As we record this Wednesday evening, today is a a big day. Like if coronavirus had, had a publicist, you like said they coronavirus. Would, I, I do not. You did. I heard you. Play Corona. Back. Corona. Uh, if coronavirus had a, had a publicist, that they would uh, they'd be getting a raise probably today. Yeah, today Today's be the their day best, they their get a lot day. of calls. Yeah. But we're not here to do coronavirus discussion. No, no, no. You come here to get away from all that. Yes, yes, yes. Even though Brian. Mm. Brian wants to exploit the situation. What do I want to do? Brian's like, next week we're doing uh, top five uh, the, the, outbreak films. Outbreak films. That's right. Epidemics. Uh, what was it? Uh, what was the word? Uh, Pandemics? Pandemics. Uh, the word that you used. I uh, said outbreak films. No, it wasn't outbreaks. It was uh, It was something to do with contagion, but it wasn't. Ah, uh, whatever. Uh, infectious so diseases? Perhaps. That doesn't roll off the tongue. Perhaps <laughs> next week we will. This week we're doing... Uh, Top five male Irish characters. Is that is that what we're calling a male Irish character? I'm just doing Irish characters. Or Irish I, I don't characters. know how thin I can slice this one. What? Uh, really? Are there a lot of... I don't know. Holy I, fuck, are there a I'd, lot? Yes. But I have to... No, I'd have to be diving deep to really get up to like the female Bring the ladies? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's women's There month. hasn't been a single one. It'd be kind of weird not to uh, there's bring never, back the ladies. There's never been a single one? It is uh, female empowerment month or, or something of, <laughs> yeah. of the sort. I don't think that's the official. Kind of weird doing just nothing but males yeah. and not doing hey, the counterpart. Did you wash your hands? Numerous times. That's one good thing about me. I wash my hands all the time anyways. I mean, Corolla used to talk shit about me for washing my hands as much as I do. Corolla virus. It's, it's the coronavirus. Oh, coronavirus. 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 All right, let's get off of that, Bri Bri. Let's get off that. All right. Uh, we should talk about uh, Max no. von Sydow. 
Yes. Max von Sydow passed away. Item number one, Max van Sydow, uh, corona, cor- coronavirus. Uh, for my <laughs> patient with zero. You think he was a victim of the I don't think laughing about a man dying. Sorry, is, I, you know what? I, it struck me as odd, but now I think about it, it makes a lot of sense. The amount. power of Corona compels, compels you. you. That's right. The power of What are we doing? This is not the Corona episode. Let's move on. Max von Sydow passed away, star of uh, The Exorcist. Oh, star is quite... Uh, well, you, I think it was know. the main character. You know you, what people don't realize, because they're like, holy shit, well, that was guy was still alive. Though, right? He was the main character, right? Well, he, well, he was the one, he's the one who... It's Reagan's what, story. It's he, Reagan's story. But he's the one who underwent the transformation. Or really the, the growth, I guess. I mean, the, the younger uh, priest had much what? more to do with the storyline. Story uh, he point. shows up there at the end there, Brian, and uh, he says the compels you part. Mm. Uh, people don't realize this. It's a star. But he <laughs> he was wearing shit. Like, people were big. That dude was still alive? It's like, yeah. He was like 44 when he recorded it. Did, did but the they made him look old as, yeah. old as dirt back in for the movie, yeah, for the like, sake of the uh, movie. Like uh, Brando doing The Godfathers. Like he was like four years older than uh, mm-hmm. than what's his, than what's his uh, what's his name? Pacino. Al Pacini. All right. Uh, item number two. Fourteen years older. Uh, just a, a little hello to uh, listener Ted Peterson. I know he's going through some heavy shit, and uh, he he wrote a very nice email saying that our little show helped him through a, a very difficult time in his life. So oh, uh, what's going on with him? Uh, a nice little uh, hello. To, to hang in there, Ted. Uh, I can only imagine. Uh, all right, let's get to some good luck, Dad. Fan fiction. We know we have not mentioned once, and we should mention it now because we'll never mention it again. There'll be never an opportunity. I swear to mention God, it. I will cut your fucking mic if you, it's something to do with uh, the virus. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, yeah. 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 Twenty-three years in prison, sentenced today. Moment of silence. I don't know for the victims. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't feel a lot of sympathy for old Harv over there. Apparently, what's Bob, he was what's mumbling. Bob Weinstein up to these days. He's in the shadows. Hiding out. He's crashed. He's casting to, huge shadows. Hoping for it to blow man. over, I guess. Uh, apparently, wasn't he one of the ones kind of like helped bring him to justice? Didn't he do some reporting? I don't know. I know I there was one accusation help. that I heard about with Bob, but I think that, that got mm. with, uh, I think that got thrown out. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he was, Harvey, this is now, uh, in court, was just kind of babbling incoherently about how all the people that he's helped and how people at the Oscars would always thank him and just like his plea to the judge before sentencing was like, I can I, I would love to hear the audio of that. Just in like, oh, I've, I've helped yeah, uh, rambling. A, number of, uh, a number of number of people, uh, oh boy. many, many, and there's many women I did not grope or uh, well, come, come in plants in front of. Uh, it's uh, similar to. Uh, at the time of the showering, I was actually quite dirty. Uh, it was uh, smelly it was in my cell. I needed, needed a shower. It's just coincidental that she happened to be standing there. I, she thanked me afterwards for Well, it's like Bill Cosby. It's like the guy gave millions to charity and had the, the degrees and I'm sure he helped a lot of people but he was also a monster oh like you can God. be both things how do you keep coronavirus out of the uh, corona mm-hmm. out, out of the, the prisons? prisons oh no I don't think that's possible it's not possible because we have one in lockdown it's going through there but the guards go home I know the prison pop is going to get uh, hit hard eviscerated and they're already like on quarantine like there's no quarantine in them. I know oh no keep them on lockdown inside their cellies I guess all right. Okay. Silly. That's what they say. Hey, can we get to uh, the episode? Finally. Because, uh, yes. We're going to talk about some films after this, though. <laughs> Let's confess the fl- what? Fan flick fashion. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You no, do I your don't thing. care about that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, this is a lengthy one because I, 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 I grabbed a couple from last week as well. So uh, 
Uh, I'd like to thank Mitch for uh, putting this together, and uh, here we go. John Pomato on Facebook. He, I saw early screening of Andy Samberg's big new Sundance acquisition, Palm Springs. Even with its unavoidable comparisons to the beloved 90s comedy classic, it manages to have some fresh ideas with a great setup. Fun. But can't quite stick the landing with the disappointing cop-out conclusion. This is Palm Springs we're talking about. Still, it's probably Sandberg's best attempt to date of combining his heightened comedic persona with a more grounded, believable character. I will be seeing that. Guns Akimbo uh, says at Brian underscore 554 on Twitter. Guns Akimbo, if you enjoyed Hardcore Henry and shoot him up, this should, be up, this should be up your alley, says Ted Peterson as well. Hey, Ted, two two mentions, Ted. Look at this. Guns and uh, Kimbo writes, Ted, uh, reminded him of Crank and Scott Pilgrim, plus Wanted. Uh, he had fun watching it. Christopher Dombrowski on Facebook, because Max Van Von Sito died, yeah. I gave The Virgin Spring a watch. It turned out to be rape revenge flicks set in medieval Europe. Oh, fun. Think Ingmar Bergman doing Last House on the Left. Now I must see this movie. I have to see The Virgin Spring now. All right. Put on I must deal. see that. Where's the streaming? Uh, oh. Canopy and Criterion. Oh. Gotcha. You just make that up or is that real? It seems like that kind of movie. <laughs> I'll look it up. Well done. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. You keep doing hey, your fan flick fashions. Uh, Keanu, Virgin, Virgin what? Uh, Virgin the, the Virgin Spring. Keanu freaked on Twitter. It sounds like that's his full name. Keanu Freaked on Twitter. Keanu Freaked, at Keanu Freaked, uh, who is a Twitter user. Come to Daddy, which was pretty good. American Honey, which was flawed, but weirdly hypnotic and touching. And Fritz the Cat, which I'm guessing, hoping, is one of Anderson's favorites. Hmm. I have not Did seen Did you really it. guess Canopy and Criterion? Is it on that? Streaming. Yeah, it's exactly where it's that's streaming. That's exactly where it should be. Is well it done. really on those two? Well done. <laughs> yes, it is on those two, those two only. <laughs> yes, I have those two, even though Canopy lies quite a bit. They don't have it set up on just watch uh, too well. Like a lot of times it's like streaming on Canopy. I'm like, fuck to the S, and I go to Canopy, and uh, nope. It's regional. Like it changes depending on where yeah, you are. Yeah, I guess it's weird, no, a county like to it. county, because like it's it. uh, hooked onto your your library don't card like it. there. Library's got to shut those guys down. Can't be uh, returning books right. with the uh, Everyone out. nine-day living on surfaces coronavirus. Everyone out. Get out of here. Put the, put the magazine down on sticks. With the newspaper down on sticks? Like, it's got to be done, right? Because yep. they, they also the homeless congregate. They congregate in there. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Oh, the electric scooters? Like, who's going to be using those? So many birds. Oh, no. Or, 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 a lift? The birds are dying. Uber? Oh, no. That part I don't mind. You don't mind Lyft and yeah, Uber going away? Yeah, what are you talking about? No, no, no. I don't mind getting in and I'll lift her an Uber. Yeah, but it's a, who knows who was in it before? You see what I'm saying? Don't touch anything. You just don't touch Make anything? Make them close the door like a valet. Mm -hmm. Should we should we try and uh, start like making some kind of like film vault related hazmat suit? Oh, merch! We can yeah. Oh, masks! The masks. TFE masks. All right, I'm the one who brought that back. I apologize. Finally, finally, Melton Rick on Facebook wrote he saw Groupers for the fourth time. It's graduated the Sunday morning rotation. Love it. Durant so far is my favorite character. The scene with him and talk, he cracks him up. Definitely interesting, but not pressing. That's a line from the movie. Uh, and then uh, Mitch who compiled this list for us. Uh, he saw Invisible Woman and loved it, by the way, and Onward was pretty decent. Last act was miles ahead of the first two. Uh, do we just dovetail into Speaking Onward? Speaking which... Do we do it? Time to confess the flicks we've seen in the past week. A little segment we call Flick Fashions. And uh, let's start with the aforementioned Onward. 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 Onward is a 2020 film. It's in theaters now. It's directed by a man named Dan Scanlon. Mm. 
Dan uh, helmed Monsters University. I've not right. seen Monsters University. One of I the, thought you had. I, I saw it. You, you I, I, I saw Mon- I did. I think I assigned you Monsters, Inc. And you then did, and I loved it. Somebody Somehow I, I had to watch Monsters University, and it was good. Uh, that and Cars 2, I think. Was there a Cars 3? I believe so. Oh, fuck. There's mm-hmm. the only three Pixar Don't films I haven't seen. Let's not cuss. It's rude. Starring the voice talents of Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, hiccup. Sitting in a uh, cool 87% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. What are your thoughts on Onward? What is it on the RT? 87%. How do you know that? Because it's on the Wikipedia page. Mm. Mm. Are you sure that's how? Your eyes are wide right now. Are you not uh, perusing the RT? I'm studying, but uh, I'm studying. You look very, you, you're acting very, very suspicious, Bray. Let me tell you. Um, I, okay, here's what, here's what you need to know about this movie. I'm concerned with the, 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 the absence of Lasseter, John Lasseter, who's at the helm of right. Pixar for, for decades. Concerning since, since too? Since inception. It was pushed back. Uh, what? Wasn't it pushed back quite a bit? Like, this was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, but that, that's kind of par for the course with a lot of these big CGI movies mm. that, and, and with the voice acting. And like they're, they're pretty easy to push back, I think. And whatever, not, not important. Uh, I, concerned, however, I have faith. And I looked at the poster and I saw the trailer and I'm thinking, like, how is Pixar going to do this? I, mm. I have a feeling they're going to do it. But how are they going to make me care about these, these dorky dumb looking characters because I don't care about elves. I don't care about blue people uh, or blue elves. And I don't, I don't care about that mystical land, yeah. Middle Earth. All wrong is swept away. I, none of this looked appealing to me. I agree. And the trailer was a bit uninspiring too. It's like when they started showing like the, the half dad and like the weekend at Bernie's angle. I was like, mm, I didn't really? even see that trailer. Oh really? I just saw like the, a much shorter one. Yeah. The shorter one I remember. And then the, the, the full trailer was like all about the half dad and, and the, uh, the sort of weekend at Bernie's, uh, structure. So this story is about two brothers and about the relationship between these two brothers. And I am aware of that. And I, I do believe that part of, the reason why I did fall in love with this movie so much, the way I did, mm. I I love this movie. I really, really like oh, Onward. That's nice to hear. Is because uh, I have a similar relationship with my brother, and uh, that's interesting. There are, there are some parallels there, and the whole father thing. Now, being a father myself, mm. I think I was definitely um, uh, affected by that as well. That's interesting. Uh, I like the writing of this movie. Uh, there are some things that absolutely did not work. That were missed opportunities that bother me. Mm. Uh, namely, Octavia Spencer. I really like her, but I did not like her character. The character was very it one was note. Stupid. Yeah. It was just a dumb stupid. character. Stupid. Um, funny you mentioned the sort of brother relationship speaking to you personally and affecting you personally, and that's why you loved it so much. I like this movie too, maybe not quite as much as you, but I did like this quite a bit. Um, and I will not say what happens uh, towards the end of the film, but I will say there is a uh, there is a um, emotional climax mm-hmm. that you can see coming Some from an, from an hour and a half away. Like mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, this is where this is going. And it's going to be devastating when this happens. And it still gets you. And when it happened, it was, it was, I'm like, this is exactly what's happening. I'm like, oh, here we go. Just tears, tears. I don't, yeah, I, tears. Obviously, obviously it's, it's a but, weak, a weak point for something to be incredibly, uh, foreseeable, like yeah. uh, predictable, right. uh, for you to be able to telegraph something that's happening in but the movie. But it still landed. But when it, when you know it's coming and you right. know it's inevitable and you know, it's still going to get you, yeah. There's something, it almost yeah. flips 180 and it makes it super impressive. Absolutely. Um, I, 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 I don't want to talk too much about it. I saw this as a slightly lesser version of Coco, which is a, is a really good movie. And this is still very good. I absolutely agree. 
Like, it's, it's if got Coco was like a, a like a four and a half, this is like a four and a quarter. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, there's the themes of death and the afterlife, paternal relatives who died too soon, fatherless boys. And then, of course, Coco had the exact same thing where, where like an hour, an hour left in the movie with that with that song and the grandma, uh-huh. she's going to die if she or he's going to die if she forgets. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's going to sing that fucking song to Man. her and she's going to sing it too. And, it's, and that happened. It was devastating. Coco might have been like a full half star better than this one, but this one's still really good. This is... Uh, Definitely uh, top half of Pixar, which really? says a lot. That is saying. I mean, it's there's bottom half and top half. You know, like bottom half, you got Cars, Cars Two, you got Dinosaur, the Good Dinosaur. Yeah, and it's better than the Good Dinosaur half. for sure. This is a very good Pixar movie, which yeah, says really a lot. It says a it's lot. It's funny. I, I, the, the overall quality of Pixar pushes this into the bottom half for me, but that's that's still a very good movie. I, you know, I, I'd have to maybe take a somewhere look. in the middle. But I think it's probably towards it's just just edging into the top. It's, it's worth your time. It's We're good. very brave. I'd like to pat Brian on the back, brave. And bra- bra- brave. pat myself on the back for braving the elements brave. and going into a, a public theater brave. to watch onwards so that we can report on it to you. Now, when when and where did you see it, and how packed was the theater? I saw it uh, at an AMC, my AMC, and I was one of the only people in there. I too saw it at an AMC. I saw it 1 p.m. on Saturday, the day after it was released, and there were maybe 11, 12 people in there. And the huh. theater the, the theater itself, the uh, the complex, was kind of a ghost town. Yeah. It's concerning because, back to corona, uh, when these things happen and uh, massive... Freak Obviously, out. you know, yeah. people dying. And I'm concerned about you, Brian, because, uh, you know, I, when I first got here tonight, I talked with you and, and your wife about my concern about, you know, you being a little more susceptible than a lot of people. <laughs> brought before I stopped. Seven, seven. But uh, on the other side of things with business and like what like, I, I remember the strike, the uh, supermarket strike that happened a few years ago. You remember yeah. that? Yes. Hey, remember this? Hey, yes, you hear about this? And, Trader uh, Joe's is not affected. Uh, a lot of supermarkets that were 24 hours, because that was my thing. Like I'd, I'd go to supermarkets at 3, 4 in the morning, like after Loveline, mm-hmm. and you know, I'd go in there drunk and do my shopping. And th- they uh, they stopped being 24 hours because of the strike. Right. They couldn't do it anymore. Strike ends. Never went back. Never went back, right. right? And also, there's this. My theater is about to shut down because it's attached to this dead mall, like this mall that uh, no longer functions. There's like four things left uh, attached to this mall. It's like a Roos Chris some other kind of Italian restaurant and the movie theater. Those are the only three things in this entire mall. There's a giant mall and everything is shut down. They just, and they you like can't even go mall, inside. Anymore. The landmark. Well, no, because that got taken over by yeah, Google. That's true. So this one should shut up. And so what they're doing is there's another, cause I live like by three fucking malls. There's three separate malls in my mm-hmm. neighborhood. It's absurd. It's too many malls. Smallville. So, uh, what they're doing is they're repurposing this mall and they're putting a stadium and that, that, that's not important. What's important is they're moving the theater, the AMC, the big AMC. It's going to one of the other malls that's quite healthy right down the street. Okay. Uh, it's going from a 16, right now it's, a, it's AMC 16. Guess, guess how many theaters is the new one? 20, 24? You'd hope, you'd think, but no. Less? Other, other direction. Oh no. 12. I don't like that. Not a, not a nice uh, sign not of- a, Not a good trend. Sign of the times. Not a good trend. Not a good trend. No. Don't like it. Yeah, it took over a Sears. It's going to be where the old Sears is. This is interesting to people. Sears Roebuck. What happened to the Roebuck? It was Sears Roebuck. What happened to the Roebuck? He fucking killed Roebuck. What happened? I think he offed him. That was an old George Carlin bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I probably didn't do it. All right. Onward. Uh, Highly recommend. I don't know if it's worth um, your life. (laughs) Well put. (laughs) Hey, Brian, you want to see a quick pick? Actually, you know what? I was thinking about making- Can I touch your phone? Can I put it up to my nose? Do we really like the movie? Of, do we, which one? Do we really like Onward? Do we like it enough to make this the uh, listener art? Or should I just include it? I got I to gotta touch it up a little bit. That's not art. bad. 
Like Wait, a, what is that in front of though? I'm, I'm standing in front of the van from onward. Oh, oh, oh I thought that with the boy on I my shoulder. That was a, a listener art. Uh, like no, it's me the with the oh, boy on my shoulder. I'm holding a staff. That's not, that's not bad. And that's a, that's that's Genevieve. Genevieve. Guinevere. Guinevere. Genevieve. Guinevere. I think it's Guinevere. Guinevere. Is the boy into it? The boy did not. See. <laughs> <laughs> I felt weird going to a child children's movie without my child. <laughs> but weird. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he would have liked it. We took him to Impractical Jokers instead. And, uh, I don't feel like that's appropriate for it's fine. A, a, a small child. It's fine. Let alone any child. He liked the tiger. He liked the tiger. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about some more movies? Let's do it. We saw a movie. <laughs> oh, we both saw it. Pa- finally. Yeah. Paying off. Yes. So now, what was what was the impetus for this? Did I sign it to you? Did you, you sign it to me? me? It's been coming up. Lord of War has been coming up for a while. That's right. And finally, we paid it off. Lord of War, 2005 film, written and directed by Andrew Nichol. Mm-hmm. You may know him as the director of Gattaca. Did you ever see In Time? Gattaca. He came out with a bang. Like He came out and he like declared, I am here as the That's new right. face of sci-fi. <laughs> and then he did In Time. And it was like... And then he did Simone, which I was like first in line for. Oh boy, oh boy! I'm telling everybody, yeah, it doesn't look good. Doesn't look good, but wait till you see it because this is the guy that made Gattaca. He's a visionary. It's the guy that made Gattaca. And then I went and saw Simone and felt much shame. Oh, I'm no. like, oh no, I've been did telling you see people it in time. Been te- yeah, yeah, I saw it in time. Okay, I'm gonna sign it to you. No, I saw it. It's got the old uh, the, the in sync guy in it. Timberlake, right? <laughs> yes, the in sync guy. Uh, in Time is an example of a movie that had a lot going for it. We're not it doing In Time. has some moments, but is overall not very good. He also wrote The Truman Show. Mm-hmm. This stars uh, Lord of War, stars Nicolas Cage, Jared Leto, Bridget Moynihan, and Ethan Hawke. Yes. Uh, good looking Leto. It was before Leto uh, became a, Leto the Jesus-like <laughs> figure that he believes himself to be. No, this, like, this is, is back Leto. when like, Leto was like fun, to, he, he, yeah. easy to watch. Easy to watch. Good. He, he wants Chew to chew the scenery. He wants to uh, impress all the ladies watching. Not so much anymore, apparently. Yeah. Sixty-one percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Eh, a little better than that. A little better. I mean, there's some big problems with this movie. This movie has problems. It's 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 uh, flawed. It is very flawed. Uh, but it goes down has smooth. Some, has some great moments. It's a movie kind of catering to almost like an older crowd. It seemed like like they pulled a lot of punches. Interesting. I didn't consider that when I was watching it. Uh, it. It was definitely a movie that should have been harder to watch because of its subject matter. True. It should have been more affecting to the audience, True. but it wasn't. It was rated it was R. Well, well-rounded. It was it, an R-rated it was, film. It was soft-edged. It's R-rated film. Uh, R-rated film that was easy to uh, consume. Yeah. Like it, it, You're not looking away. You're not turning away, which you should be doing right. in a movie like this. It's covering. So why don't you get into what it's about? Lord of War, by the way, is streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, yes, yeah, so the idea is that uh, Nicolas Cage is this sort of, is, do they even say what he does? He's kind of just a low level, you know, whatever, just dude play in Brooklyn. Uh, with his He's brother. aimless. He's, he lives yeah. with his parents, essentially. With, uh, his brother, Jared Leto, and they're not uh, super successful. However, uh, Nicolas Cage, gets he gets this idea one day. He's like, he's struck with this idea. He watches a man get, uh, a couple guys get killed. Mm. A couple of would-be assassins That's in, right. in the Russian part of, That's a pretty good scene, of England, of, of, of New York. In little Odessa. Little Odessa. Little Odessa. Get uh, killed. And at that moment, he's like, oh, just like restaurants. Uh, you know, restaurants are great, a great idea because everyone's everyone got to eat. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, everyone needs a gun. 
So this becomes sort of a almost Scarface esque uh, uh, depiction of his rise to the ranks of gun runners. He's he's a he's a warlord. Oh no, I guess he, the other guy's the warlord. Lord of war. He's a gun runner, and he becomes a he, you know he starts off pretty small time uh, pounding the pavement as he says. He says like selling vacuums. You got to pound the pavement. You got to make connections. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, then he becomes a little bit successful and more successful. Uh, and more you're you're describing what I would have liked to have seen. I think, but right. what what happened was pretty steep escalation. It's kind of seemed like he was sitting there there's that scene where he's drinking some coffee in his parents right. uh, uh restaurant with the borscht and within 10 minutes he's got like seven different identities and seven passports and he does jump into it quite he, quickly yeah like he goes from being aimless doing nothing with his life to like almost a james bond character i did like when he was the incompetent uh arms dealer because he tried to approach i should have mentioned in home is in yeah. this too in home plays like the like the legendary uh, gun runner and like Nicolas Cage is trying to like uh, get a hold of him at some sort of um, some sort of military or arms convention, convention yeah. or something. Anyway, and uh, Ian Holm kind of brushes him off because he can tell right away he's like you do your small time. Kind of like the the whole the whole Trump thing where uh, you know Obama kind of made a joke at Trump's expense and he's like I'll no, show that's you right. I'll yeah, show that's you. Right. It was kind of like you. he was slighted, he was embarrassed, and then he said I'm going to crush you. Now I have uh, wow. motivation to crush you, but I didn't really. That's one of my problems with this movie i like the movie but nicholas cage did not really channel that kind of a character mm. he was so kind of nicholas cage floating through the performance uh, i didn't see him as the type a killer that he kind of needed to be for this i don't i think it was miscast I mean, and as much as throughout the movie, he was always like, it's just business. You know, I, I'm not getting involved in this. Like you guys it had a plausible deniability to him where it's like, hey, you buy the guns. And what you do with them is your business. Right. And that was, of course. Well, so I wrote down this one quote that I love so much because that was I, I think that was actually important because that was his character throughout the movie. At one point, um, he, he's having sex with women. All He's married to Bridget Moynihan, a model, a beautiful model. But he's having sex with women all over the world, as you can imagine. And he says at one one boy said, despite the other women, I always made love to Eva as if she was the only yeah. one. <laughs> as if she was the only one. But I love that, Nicholas that, Cage. And he, that's he, indicative he, of his his cognitive dissonance. He made it, it this is going to sound odd, he made this movie more uh, watchable and enjoyable and it went down smooth and it wasn't like mm -hmm. Jagged Glass, which I like I already said, I think that parts of this movie should have been hard to watch. I'll give you an example in, mm -hmm. in a minute. But at the same time, I, I like Tony Montana. I believed his rise to power. Right. I believed his need for the power and his insatiable appetite. Right. And I didn't get that with Cage. Yeah, this just seemed like a fait accompli. Like I'm gonna, I'm going to sell guns until I get rich, and that will just happen. And like nothing, you know. I was good at it. I wasn't yeah. good at anything else. This was the only thing I was good at. Let me just say this real quick. Uh, this I, this movie came up a lot way back when we did uh, top five opening credit sequences, and the opening Phenomenal. credit sequence was one of the best things I've ever seen. Phenomenal. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, I think that was on the listeners list, rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, that was the first the first note that I took on this movie was, holy shit, what a great... Yeah. So it's the POV of a gun from birth... Oh, a bullet. A bullet, yeah, sorry. From the birth of the bullet uh, to its yeah, from ultimate... The, like from the American factory where they're like, you know, cutting the The, the steel. steel, yeah, and, and well, forging it. And, it uh, and then all the shipments and all the different places mm -hmm. that it ends up, which we become familiar with as the movie unfolds. A lot of these uh, places mm -hmm. where they, they're put on the backs of trucks and whatnot, we get to see through uh, Cage's characters, uh, POV as well. But uh, 
that the time lapse of the plane getting uh, dismantled in Africa was yeah, that was great. It, it was inspiring. It was pretty. Great. It was fantastic. The production design was fantastic. Where they get so many tanks? Oh my god, there's so many tanks. I'm probably from the the places that you. Know, so it was, it was a very interesting story. And like for somebody like me who doesn't read much, I bet it made for a great article. It's based on real facts about a real life guy who actually did all this stuff. And it's always a challenge to uh, base your entire story around an antagonist, which essentially this guy. He's not an attack. He's a he's an anti-hero, but he's not a hero. He's he's a piece of shit. Yeah. And uh, but the, you gotta kind of like him uh, while you're watching it. You're and rooting because for him because he's Nick Cage, yeah. but you're not really rooting for him because I, you, uh, all along you know what a uh, sadistic, cold-hearted bastard he is. That he's funding these things, and his like, somebody's gonna do it. Why not be me? Like I, I just I I always hated the guy, even though he's Nick Cage, who I love. Right. And then when they could really yeah. show the brutality of what he was funding, ironically, not even gun related, but when uh, I'll just be a little bit vague here for those of you who have not seen it. There is a, a, a mother and her young son who are running from uh, some uh, men who were brandishing machetes and then the uh, 10 or so men surrounded them. And it was a long shot, so you couldn't really well see. For the for the mother and the no, son. but then like when they dissipate and you see the the mother and the son and they're you know they, I guess that they've been at the wrong end of that those that that gaggle of machetes, mm-hmm. and like they have a couple like streaks of blood on their head and you know it's just like I didn't need to see dismembered bodies, but I mean it was that kind of a cartoony. It sounds like violence. you wanted to see dismembered bodies. Cartoony violence mm-hmm. and it. It was such about such a serious subject matter, and it kind of pulled punches. I feel. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And I don't think it would with like a, a more sheltered crowd, like an older crowd. I think they'd be like, "Oh, it was startling when right. that scene with Ian Holm happened," and you know. It, but it wasn't. I mean, I mean, you know, it was, but it was. But I like the coming. movie. I do like the movie. I it's did a, too. Flawed, but good. It's a solid Start. like. B minus. This, this is also an example of a movie that B, has moments B. that I'll remember forever, like yeah. the airplane scene, the opening credit sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the interrogation the, the, the scene. The mom and the there's, dad. There's and an the interrogation scene at the end that's fantastic. I'm not gonna say who it's between or what it involves, but there is an interrogation scene, and I loved it. And I'll always remember scenes like that. So good job? Question mark. Where will, well, speaking of that interrogation scene, the and for those of you who who. I've seen it. Close your eyes and think about that scene. And it's where I also wrote my notes. Ethan Hawke could have used a little more Ethan Hawke. Yeah. He was hardly in it. He was barely in it. Cameo. Yeah. He like showed up. He popped up three times, but there's a scene towards the end that Brian's talking about with an interrogation room. Close your eyes and and, and think back to that interrogation room. What the fuck was that room? It was, it was, it was a decorative. It it was, but it's like, did they build that on a stage? What? I I looked it up. I was trying to find out information on that particular. I I couldn't find anything, but it was an elevated floor with like, it was like black tiled, you know, non, just kind of nondescript with a table and a couple chairs like you'd expect in an interrogation. And then there's steps down and it was a longer room, steps down and a wall with like, uh, uh, lighting, uh, receded lighting, blue receded lighting with this, uh, what do they call it? They, they, uh, built in like, like recessed recessed lighting with this built-in bar almost that went the length of the room you know what what they so they were at an airport and i think they had it at the airport was that like i mean i don't know i guess yeah, maybe it was like in i think it was outside the united like a break states room or something it looked like it might have been like a weird eastern european bar at one point it was bizarre and we're out it of was eye-catching yeah. all right um i got one more movie to flick fast as do i Okay, you want to go first? I was assigned a film. Uh, 
I gave you a choice, right? You did. All right. Did you choose choose wisely? Well, they they were both about eight, they're both in like one percentage point of each other in Rotten Tomatoes. So well, that's not how you pick a movie. I don't know. I know, and I watched the trailer for. Both. I told you one would be more up your alley. Really? Yeah. Which one did you say that? Listen up, Philip. Uh, I watched the trailer for both. Interesting of the choice between Her Smell or Listen Up, Philip, both directed by, written and directed by Alex Ross Perry. Um, I watched the trailer for both to see what, if I, what was I was in the mood for, what mm-hmm. vibe I was in the mood for. I mean, I'm going to guess he went for uh, Listen Up because it's more your vibe and because it's uh, much shorter, no? Isn't it much Possibly. shorter? I think it yes. is actually much shorter. Yes. Um, I was offended that you would say that because uh, <laughs> listen up, Philip. The trailer was very Wes Anderson-y. I did not find that interesting. Well, it's at just all. because of uh, Jason Schwartzman. 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 Yeah, it's hard. You, you just think of of Wes when you see him now. That's so, what's going on there. So I went with really her smell. smell her smell. All right, you're. Let's let's sing the praises. Let's do it. It's okay. It was one of the greatest acting performances I've ever seen. Uh, Anderson is referring to the uh, titular character, the her. Don't say tits. Tit, it's, tit. It's a um, woman's month, Elizabeth Brian. Let's Moss. show her respect. Elizabeth Moss plays Samantha She. And uh, her smell. Um, I felt about this movie like you feel about Motherless Brooklyn, which is without a tremendous performance at the center, this is a borderline unwatchable movie. Like, I, I, I was. There were stretches where I'm like, oh, this fucking still going on. But I was magnified. I was magnified. I, I take umbrage, uh, Brian, that you would even bring Motherless Brooklyn up when it's such a different movie. And that movie was so overwritten. I'm only this talking. This is underwritten. This is, this is This feels like Mother. Okay, so that's interesting. So I was wondering at certain points, like, is this, is how much of this is improvised and how much of this is written? Because at certain points it did feel underwritten. At certain points it felt overwritten because of her uh, dialogue? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss's dialogue is so verbose. Yeah. And so that's her, man. She's almost Shakespearean. You know what I mean? Like she's just like trying to be like, she's like, Oh, my Queens come in my Queens. She's, she's, um, manic. No, I, I totally the most it. manic, uh, the most, uh, realistic, Manic episodes I've ever seen committed to the big screen. It is a tremendous performance. I was I was uh, mesmerized. Is what I was trying to say by her. I couldn't keep my eyes off her. Definite Courtney Love whole inspiration for sure. Meets Axl Rose maybe you know sort of the diva. Like I'm not going. There's a bunch of times where she's not going it's on stage. A period piece too. It's supposed to be the mid nineties. Supposed to be in the mid nineties. It's right. almost like a love letter to that era. Uh, and Alex Ross Perry, he's an experimental filmmaker, and he he, he does take chances in this. This movie does feel a lot like Mother in mm. the way that it kind of floats in and out of things and the chaos is ensuing from the I'm, character's point of view. But I'm glad you mentioned chaos because the, the, the movie, much like uh, this character that Elizabeth Moss plays, the movie is chaotic, it's cacophonous, it's loud, there's a lot going on. They're constantly backstage or in green rooms and there, while she's melting down or having these, um, these uh, bipolar episodes, like you said, these manic episodes, there's, you hear crowd and pounding and just... And just there's the stuff sound going design on. Was, was, uh, it's 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 uh, it'll drive you insane if you if you pay too much attention to it. I could say the sound design was phenomenal, but and it, and it lent so much to the movie. However, without this, uh, the movie leaned on the sound design a lot. I think. Imagine without Absolutely. the sound design, it's the co-star, Elizabeth Moss. Without the sound design and without her performance, you have maybe one of the worst movies from last year. I, that's exactly what. Imagine I'm recasting it with somebody who couldn't pull that off and not and just having actual sounds. Yeah. Of the boring room, like if this was Kate in. Hudson or something, I'd be like, "This is this is the worst movie I've ever seen." Ah, uh, it would be pretty pretty hard to watch. Um, the, so it's hard to even judge it as a movie because like the narrative is just so weak. It's just, it's a character study, and you 
following this fascinating person around for two hours. And if that sounds but appealing no, no, no. to you. But yeah, don't don't mislead people in thinking that it's just like two hours real time because I mean there's flash forwards, oh, there's no, flash backwards, right. yeah, and yeah, we see right. a full arc in her That's story. True. That's and true. It was a compelling I character. really appreciated the end, how it all tied up too. I, really? I was afraid it was going to get like trophy. The very end. The very end. I was fine. I was happy with it. That's funny because well, I'm not. I'm not giving anything away, but I was expecting it. I think you can't help but expect it to go a certain way, and I, I didn't need that. There's a big musical number at the end that's supposed to be like, which is a great song, by the way. I hated that song. I listened to it I, all the I wrote time. down, I'm like, that's impossible that was a hit in the universe of this oh, movie. There's no, no way. way. No way. It's great. Really? It's great. It's a great yeah. song. Didn't like it. Yeah. Um, to, uh, to the aforementioned... Uh, and you also like punk music, so we should point out that this definitely appeals to people with a punk ethos. And mid-90s. Mid-90s vibe. This is so mid-90s. It's not a good thing. So good. Well, let me let me. There's okay. only four songs in the whole. In the Anderson, whole. I'm going to lean on your uh, punk expertise here because my 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 gen, uh, uh, generic understanding, my layman's understanding of what of what like like in my mind, there's two kinds of good punk. There's like the uh, like the shiny. I'm bracing like, myself, everybody. I'm bracing like, myself. The successful punk. That's, there's the Blink One Eight Two, and there's the Sum Forty One. That's not real and, punk rock. That's, and then on the other side, there's like like you said, like the real punk rock, like the aggro, like. We're not trying to make good music. We're trying to like put on a show and like ma- and like like make. It's people- angry, uh, cathartic music, right. and it's made by people who don't have to be that musically inclined. That's and every nice now and again, uh, like, you know, the musicians will fall in love with the craft, like Ween, and they will become very musically in- inclined and, and evolve over time. But uh, the whole point of punk was that it was an attitude, and you didn't have to know. You you needed to like know two or three chords, right. and sure. you could bang out songs like TSOL and J- uh, uh, Jack Grisham has a, a phenomenal story. I don't know why that guy hasn't written a book yet. But like they went into a church. They're like, he and his friends are like, we should start a punk band and get chicks. And they went into a church and just stole a bunch of PA equipment and stuff and uh, kind of taught themselves over two or three days. They announced that they're going to have a show and then they just taught themselves their instruments in two or three days and then just started making noise. And some of it is is hard to listen to and you, like the germs, I never got into the germs because right. I couldn't, but like Dead Kennedys, they got great riffs and you can follow along. TSOL, I love like uh, some of the early stuff. But Abolish then it evolves into like pop punk, right? Like, but like, then, yeah, and then, and then Green Day came out and, and mm-hmm. called themselves punk. I wish that punk was not even a part of it because it's not punk rock. That's mm-hmm. not punk rock. It should have been called something completely different because the hardcore punk rock of you know the early 80s right. Uh, is, is is very different. Very yeah. different. Anyways. Thank you for educating me. Um, as Anderson said about uh, uh, Lord of War, uh, I will say the opposite about her smell. It does not go down smooth. There's a hard watch, but you're going to see one of the best performances, female performances or male, or either one you've ever seen. Elizabeth Moss is pretty, Moss is pretty fantastic. Two hours, 16 minutes. And there are some moments where it's like, all right, where are we going? Right. The Brian Adams Heaven song was fantastic. I was going to bring that up. Did yeah. that move you? It was it was in real time. It was yeah. like they, 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 it was uncut. uncut. Yeah, full full full, full impressive, song. impressive, super impressive. Uh, her smell not for everybody, but I'm very glad that uh, it exists and it gives me even more of an appreciation of uh, that second generation Scientologist known as Elizabeth Moss. Well put. Oh right, yeah, one more. Who thing? knew little Peggy was going to be su- such a such Break, a huge breakout star? My God. All right. Brennan Snyder. Thank you, Brennan Snyder, oh, like Brennan. for uh, first bringing this to my attention. Uh, there's a movie on Hulu, Hulu, and it's called Hillbilly. It's a documentary, hour and 27 minutes. Brisk. And it uh, came out in 2018. 
and it it's it it deserves to be watched by more people. I, I have a feeling that not a whole lot of people have watched this, and it's and it's an important movie in the sense that I'm very happy that I watched it with my wife. Uh, without giving too much away about my wife, uh, I, I love her very much. She was on this show. There's not much you can give away. She's a social worker, and she's fairly heart, set in her ways. Of, heart of gold. She's heart of gold. Uh, very educated. She's got her master's degree, and you know she's trying to change the world, and she's a bit... I don't want to. She she's very uh, she she comes down on a certain side of politics, mm. and I don't. And I think that's one of the right. major problems with everything right now. And I think there's too many people. Uh, I, I'll, she doesn't listen to this, but there's too many people <laughs> like her, and there's too many people that are just as entrenched on the other side. And that's sure. one of the major problems going on right now. And I she, think our wives are similar in the sense that they're both very based on you know especially on what your wife does for a living. They're both very empathetic. You know what I mean? They feel for other people and they get affected by what happens to other people. And to, to her, it's just a no brainer. Like, yes, you do the, the socially correct thing right. and you help other people and there should be large amounts of money right. that go to that. And, 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 and in, in getting there, she hates and, and hates wrong, a strong word, but she just thinks that, you know, a lot of Republicans are just simply wrong. And she, I'm, I think I just listened to this, but <laughs> We do argue, we we, we, argue, we debate, we discuss uh, the motivations for not only voting Trump, but also just Republican to begin with. Right. And she tends to, you know, suggest that you must be some sort of racist or in, in, a lot of the time she'll come down with that attitude. And right. I'm always saying there's way more to it than right. that. A lot of it. There may be an element. There is certainly an element of there, that. But yeah, it's, there it's are, there are some fringe groups that are right. very racist and that's what makes them love that guy. But I and I because I identify with being talked down to. I identify with the the, the elite uh, the and, and the attitudes. I live in L.A. and I see it firsthand all the time. I can absolutely understand living in a different part of the country and being tired of mm. being told what to do by these uh, overeducated elite pricks. And this movie really gets to the crux of that. Really gets down to that. And it follows Ashley York, who's one of the co-directors here. Uh, she goes back. She's born and raised in Kentucky, but she got out of there, a small little town, and she got out of there. I say get out of there because that's what she says. Went on to get a, a education and become a filmmaker out here in Los Angeles, and she goes back and uh, interviews her family members and, and gets to the bottom of why they're so Republican now and why they voted for Trump, and it, it's there with her on election day. It's a fascinating documentary. We're going to need follow-ups to a lot of these. What? We're going to need follow-ups to a lot of these. We may, yeah. Some of these documentaries are going to need to have uh, updates. Yeah. But uh, I sat there and I watched it with uh, with Jillian, and she, Ashley York is undeniably a likable character who comes from Kentucky who voted uh, for Hillary and is sitting there with her family in Kentucky who all voted for Trump, and it's it's fascinating. And I sat there with my wife, and there nothing was said. She, she, was, she was watching it, and I, I like to think that some things uh, she saw some things in because my wife is very she's really good at, at understanding people and the, I would imagine so and it, and it kind of hurts me f for her to think that you know everyone because I, I got friends that are only mildly racist that voted for Trump you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean the racism is at the top of their menu <laughs> right like, that's yeah. not the number one reason <clears throat> but um, God I, I got some I, I don't know if I should have been so forthcoming about, about that but you know whatever no it's very it's nice not a, it's not, no or, i don't know if it's nice i don't know that, if i should have lovely been, i feel like if she heard this she'd be pretty that pissed was enjoyable me. she'd be pretty pissed at me mm -hmm. but you know she owns her politics uh and uh, i i try and avoid political talk with everyone 
particularly my wife. I really don't want to get into it. Also, what sucks is like she's more way more up to speed on all of it. So sure. she just crushes me with facts and whatnot. And I can't even talk about it because I'm like, I don't I don't know, honey, because I don't spend my days reading AOC's Twitter feed. OK, so I don't fucking know the answer. You're better off limiting the information anyway. You know what I mean? Like you sort of get into the granular stuff. Oh, I know, I know. It just either it either infuriates you or makes you sad. I tell her I have plenty of places to exercise my fury and anger and my uh, my real intense sure. attitudes and opinions. Sure. And they're they're about the the way less important things. I understand. You know, I can't get upset about the important things because I'll go mad, Brian. I, I understand that. I'm the same way. I'm in the same boat as you. Christy wants to engage me in a lot more political conversations that I would like to be engaged in. So it's just constantly a lot of like, well, oh, there you go. <laughs> I can't, though. I mean, because I engage. Uh, speaking of engage, I'll, I'll engage with her. We'll lock horns a little bit. And uh, it's it's not good for anyone. Right. It's really not good for anyone. But uh, I'm, the most important thing that I care about thankfully it's still fun and that's movies i really do think that movies can change attitudes and change perceptions Absolutely. of things and I, I think that movies are exceptionally uh culturally relevant and the most important art Look, form that we have uh in in of all time well, as as as, as humans, right. humankind listen we're in a post look at us after get out racism ended I could see you going for a little joke there, but uh, make, he's got this, make, make he's got the most self satisfied little smirk on his face just now. I was like just looking down, and I looked up, and it was it was like a cartoon character. His little smirk was like a meme. Oh, Brian, make a joke. Get the remember, fuck remember out make your joke. But uh, you know, I, I remember luckily make I could, joke? Yes, I remember making a joke. Uh, luckily, I can exercise a lot of my uh, my anger, opinions, and fury, and and and, and angst uh, with uh, opinions about movies. Speaking of which, yeah. coming up next, yeah. oh, we're going to have some uh, some uh, deep Irish anger and top five Irish characters next. There's something chewy in nothing. I am in California. And speaking of the coronavirus. What? No, we're not anymore. We're well, done with so that. We were talking about that a lot earlier. The show. Uh, click through, please click through. Get your hazmat say, masks. Yeah, if you're gonna get, I was gonna, joking. Get your supplies. Oh, I was, I was, I was totally joking too. I mean, what do you think about the people that ran out and, and got the toilet paper? Like, oh. okay, so here's what's here's what's weird. I, 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 toilet paper is weird. I don't. I understand. I understand the food thing because I haven't seen it with my own eyes because I just go to you know my Ralph's and everything's there. Like, right. There's not a problem. At least there was earlier today. I imagine tonight and tomorrow uh, a whole new wave run, of people will run. be. We'll be making runs on. I things. understand the food because there is there is a definite potential that that, that, that you know there could be a. Um, you know what you do? What's that? What what everyone should do is you should have a couple big like uh, those gallon sized uh, cans of black beans. Okay, just eat beans. And I mean it's 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 nourishing. It's got pretty much everything in there that you need, and you can mm -hmm. like leave them in the sun for a couple hours to heat them up, right. and it's not you're not going to be gourmet. What if you're on keto? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing that's weird. Okay, so I can understand. That was if, actually kind of funny. I can understand if uh, <laughs> I can totally understand, like if the government suggests or mandates, or or if there's some sort of like, hey, work from home, you know, don't go to your crowds. You have all yeah, that's responsible. What makes sense? I understand the food thing, the, the the toilet paper maybe to an extent, but the water's a free. What what doesn't make any sense to me is the water gonna stop? Is the water gonna gonna forget coronavirus? Well, like if if like a the, a pipe breaks or something, I don't think that the LA out here LADWP is gonna send anybody out because they're they're home with corona. Okay, how often has a pipe broken in your house? Are there kits where you can turn your pool water drinkable? There are, right? 
You can desalinize, desalinate your water, something like that. Yeah, I feel like there's canister and there's tablets you can put in to make almost. That's a tap that will work. That will yeah. continue working forever. Yeah, the water thing's a little weird. The water thing is weird. Everyone should have that out here because of earthquakes. You should have it's, that to begin with. Yeah, no, and I always have a that, couple cases that, of water in the garage. As do I. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't don't tell anyone your address. I'm uh, looking for your water. Yeah, it is what's, what's, what's so going to happen. Well, Christy went to the store and got a whole bunch of uh, frozen foods, and we put it in our freezer. Mm-hmm. Well, the power's going to go out, and that's all going to rock. So. <laughs> Why is the power going to go because out? Because LADWP's got coronavirus. <laughs> Again. All right. So uh, oh, someone. No. You know what I was thinking about? Like, aren't people, aren't, aren't there evil fucks out there? Aren't there going to be people that are going to be uh, just mailing shit with coronavirus on it? Well, they would have to probably have coronavirus themselves. Right. They? Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, possibly. Because the shit just lives. Yeah, that's messed up. God, mail carriers are going to be like... Yeah. Ugh, and like we, the virus. Aren't we still getting stuff from Amazon from China? Oh, no. I just got stuff from Amazon today. Brian. I did. It's going to get you way know, worse. You know what it was? You know what I got? Toilet uh, paper. <laughs> I really did. Such a fool. I really did. That's what leaves are for. We needed... That's a good point. Clamshells. You know, it's kind of, uh, kind of a uh, happy accident for me. I just got a, a full case of... Uh, this is way too much information. Full case of the uh, baby wipes, right? Yeah. Uh, I get them like every two months. Sure. Atticus is pretty much off the diapers. Sure, I'm down. So I got a ton of those baby wipes. Just yeah. needing a home. <laughs> I got nowhere to go, Brian. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't need them anymore. He doesn't need them anymore. You can donate them to like a women's shelter. You know what I'm saying is I can use them. Oh, for what? Because of coronavirus. I, I don't need the TP. I got the full case That's of really uh, baby wipes. Point, actually. God, I wish I thought of that. Uh, the reason I thought of that was mm. because someone, I, I, one of the places you're going to want to avoid, which I imagine will, uh, will uh, be uh, not very populated, are gyms. Everyone's touching everything. Uh, Everyone's I sweating. Still go, I was in the public pool really? at my gym today. Really? I don't think the pool's a problem, though. Pool's not, but I was at the gym. I was yeah. on the machines before that, too. The reason I thought it was someone got some Bowflex Select Tech adjustable dumbbells. They're going to work out at home. I imagine a lot of people... Are they gonna, they're going to close my gym, probably, aren't they? Well... I would imagine they're going to close the gym pretty soon. I mean... I'm going to have to start doing perfect push-ups at home. Oh, brutal. Donnie Bon... Danny Bonaducci style. I don't want to <laughs> do that. the perfect push-up. Oh, no. I don't uh, want to do push-ups. Other things purchased. I'm not prepared. I'm, it's coronavirus. On the Amazon related. Banner. I don't have the music ready because of the coronavirus. <laughs> Has infected your computer. Oh, no! Someone got a Samsung Galaxy, Galaxy S20 Plus 5G factory unlocked. Android phone. Fuck yeah. Dell U-Series, U-Series 38-inch LED monitor. Why'd you say it like that? With a U-Series? Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. It just came out weird. Uh, baby off coronavirus. Live View Pro. Shit, I joked about cancer and I got that. Fuck. <laughs> Live View Pro. Uh, that's like a golf uh, swing uh, coach thing, I guess. Right. Uh, Tableau Quad over the air. Digital DVR. Digital video recorder. DVR. Frigidaire portable air conditioner. Uh-huh. A... Ooh, swallowed weird. AMD Ryzen 12 thread unlocked desktop processor. Mm-hmm. Gridman stainless steel folding table. Kenneth Cole Reaction Men's Slim Fit Stretch Tuxedo. When three speed remote controlled air filtration system. A new tux place just opened up at my house. Really? It's called Fryer Tux. Oh, that's that's like nationwide. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah, I got, I've gotten tuxes there. I like the name. Fryer Tux. Fryer Tux. Uh, high door Seltz Universal Flow Pump, Jabra Elite 65T earbuds. It's a chain. It is. Yeah, they're Now I feel like a fool. Uh, Actually, no, I'm yeah. punk rock. I don't give a shit about yeah, tuxedos. Why right. would I know about that? Old man shit. Nova Microdermabrasion Dog Outdoor Indoor Play Yard. Dog, dogs get the coronavirus. Do they? It's a true story. Oh, I know that. 
Shit, they shouldn't go to China. Well, they shouldn't go to China for a few reasons. HyperX Predator Black 32 gig DDR4. Macaulay Backlit Mechanical Keyboard. Babolat Boost Drive Pre-Strong Tennis Racket. Cozy Professional Ultrasonic Cleaner. Carhartt Men's Big and Tall Dry Harbor Jacket, as well as a Port Authority Men's Core Softshell Jacket were purchased. Uh, Corsair Vengeance C16 Desktop Memory Kit. Drivestar Power Steering Pump for a 2003-2005 Honda Accord. Okay, well, I guess you gotta have power steering. Asurion four-year office equipment protection plan with tech support. Acer Full HD TN Monitor. And finally, Anderson, oh, maybe to go along with the first thing I mentioned, the dumbbells, Marcy Multi-Position Workout Utility. <laughs> Bench. Oh, my God, Brian. You'd think that you'd never step foot in a radio studio or something. Uh, this just in. Uh, a, a dog in Hong Kong tested positive for the coronavirus. Is that true? But it's just because his owner, the, what they think is his owner had the, was the virus. Love, was making love to him. And uh, they, it's a very sensitive That's test, so gross. he just had traces of it on him, oh. but it doesn't mean that he contracted oh it. I don't know why it's a he. It might have been a, a she. My, if you're anything like my mother-in-law, she calls all animals he's. And I keep telling her that the dog that she watches, our, our little Sydney, our, our adorable little female chihuahua is a her. And when my mother-in-law comes to pick her up she says where is he and i say it's a her and she says all dogs are men to me i don't know what that means i don't know that why means. she says that it's weird i don't know why i had to repeat all that here are the movies that were clicked through since the last time i talked at you the master of disguise was clicked through really good movie audition <laughs> audition where was i talking about audition recently I think talking about disturbing I was talking to, oh, I was talking to, uh, well, with uh, Florence about oh, audition. No. Telling Florence, well, maybe she's clicked through. Thanks, Florence, if that was the case. Audition, very upsetting movie. Very, very hard to watch. They got an English subtitle, smart move. Don't get the dub version, if there is one. Sing Street was uh, clicked Oh, through. speaking of Irish. Zero Dark Thirty, Ready or Not, smart, smart move. Parasite, English subtitle was uh, clicked through. Jojo Rabbit, eh. Charlie's Angels, Why? Jumanji, the next level, and two people got groupers. Thank you very much, everybody, for clicking on through. And I'm back to Brooklyn. Welcome back. Anderson, are these Irish artists? No. no. Uh, I don't do that kind of thing, Brian. Come on. To be, be very uh, thematic. This is Grover Anderson. Grover McAnderson, I love him. I am half Irish. Really? Uh, I'm Irish German. Well. And uh, explains a lot. Just like Tom Hagen. Uh-huh. He was German-Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, so back to today and the craziness that is today, and tomorrow might even be crazier. I, I, I anticipate it will be by, by the, the time, time this, this episode comes, comes out, out. I don't yeah. know what uh, has transpired. I imagine the dominoes are going to be start following. What if, falling. The, what if the purge comes? I don't think the purge is anytime soon, but I mean, the purge could happen. Things it happen could, quick. Uh, you know, right now the NHL might be loving NHL has not been affected, but I would imagine in light of what happened with the NBA, that's next. next. Uh, as we record this, I'm, I'm, I'm scheduled to watch my Penguins play the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow night, and I'm very excited about the game. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the important part of the season there towards the end. Uh, 
right now it's scheduled business as usual, I guess, uh, despite what the mayor of Columbus uh, suggested. Uh, it's going to be weird watching it the fans. The team said, hey, business as usual, everyone come on through. So we'll see. Uh, that game might get canceled, might be without fans. It, mm-hmm. it might just happen business. I don't know. So, But by the time this comes out, you will have all known. Just to give you an idea of um, – of, of how my attitude has changed at least. And I imagine a lot of you uh, from this morning until uh, now, this morning I was emailing uh, our contact over at the, uh, the, the Chinese theater. That's right. We were putting together the TCL a, li- Chinese a, theater. a live show, the TCL Chinese theater and uh, the details we've been going back and forth now, literally for weeks. And I just got confirmation this morning that uh, Sunday, June 21st is ours and we can do what oh, we wonderful. want. And, uh, and the, the, the theater was, is ours. And uh, our contact over there, listen to the program, great supporter. And uh, he's helped us out in the past. I, I was able to screen groupers there. And we That's did right. Our, our first live what a show there that was. a while ago. And uh, he said, hey, Anderson, you know, this is your day, June 21st. Uh, but you might want to think about pushing it back mm-hmm. till the fall. And the whole, the whole push things back and, you know, just wait a few months. My whole thing on that is like, well, it's going to be worse a few months from now, right? But I mean, well, if you're from now or if you're from then. Six months from now, I would imagine it's going to be worse than it is right now. That's that's my gut. That's what I think is probably going to be the case. Anyways, all that is like, I said, no, we'll, we'll just, you know, I'm sure that we're not going to get the number of people that we would have without the coronavirus, but we'll push through. And then by, you know, late afternoon, I'm like, yeah, there's no way we're going to try and <laughs> do this show because the dominoes are, are yeah. beginning to fall. And yes. uh, I guess I was hoping... Uh, above hope that like it would be contained here or but that's just so no 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 live show however Mm. brian and i uh are already discussing because we're we're itching we're itching to do something live and like you know i miss live radio so much i miss doing things live i miss doing things in front of an audience so i think we might be doing something um virtual live yeah actual live in the time but yeah live streaming show with uh something similar to what we would have done at the chinese theater we'll get a guest I don't know about that. Yeah, but they don't yeah, have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, worry about talking all the all the filthy people. The guest. What? 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 What, what do you mean talking with the filthy? No, people? they don't have to worry about interacting with all the filthy people, all the all the infected people. Well, yeah, that's the point of the uh, the the virtual the, yes. the online thing. But where, where's the no guest gu- come in? No guest. No guest. The guest could be filthy. What about? We don't know. I don't want to figure it out. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about our speaking of filth. <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the mix. Speaking I can say that, Brian. I can say that. They got a little Irish in me too, I'm pretty sure. I doubt it, Brian. I'm pretty sure. Irish is cool. Oh, uh, then definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> you seem like the English type that the Irish would. I did uh, have some British in me. Would, uh, would, would rise up against. Yeah. I could see you like no, being the part British of, are always in charge. What? No, the Irish would rise right. up against right. the right. Uh, your type. Right. I could see you like smugly uh, from the top of uh, some kind of a bluff pedestal. A cloth. Looking down, going, yeah. yes, that's right. My parents put me in this position and I. Uh, <laughs> I quite, I quite enjoy it. I like your image of me. My parents put me in this position. That's what the English did, essentially. <laughs> like true. generation after generation. And it's like, yes, uh, this part of Ireland is ours. We have Irish listeners. How offended will they be at this list? Uh, they won't be offended at my list. So I should say this, too. Uh, turns out four of my five are huge recommendations. Uh, and I don't oh, think the as many people have seen them as should have seen. These are really good movies. These are movies that I absolutely love nice. that uh, get discussed from uh, time to time on this year program, but uh, they don't have the following that they deserve in my eyes. Uh, one of them is a movie beloved by most of our audience, mm. and it will come as no surprise that it's on, on any any list. Okay. 
But uh, I was looking at the listener list that uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Wolf put together for us, and I was shocked, and I'm going to say a little appalled that my uh, my number one was not uh, not in there. Really, pretty That's upset. Odd. No, I I assumed that it would be there. Anyways, let's get to this. Uh, also, I should say that all of my Irish characters uh, are from Ireland. They're not Irish. <laughs> would, oh, yeah. Irish they're not Americans. second, third generation Irish yeah. living in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah. They're Boston. Hey, Boston. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so Boondock Saints is not. Well, sure. Were they're, they, they're, they're actually they Irish. Actually were Irish they actually yeah, were Irish. But yeah. that didn't make my list. It was also on my also ran. And uh, a couple of my actors, a couple are Irish. Most of them are British, which is, is upsetting. <laughs> um, sadly, uh, half of mine are American. Really? So again, that's why kind of why I asked, like, how offended uh, you think our well, listeners then, will be? Then they'll be offended with your yeah. list. But I would imagine that they're they're listeners, right? Irish or not, they're listeners that we're talking about. They're probably offended by your that's list. That's true. Yeah, on a regular basis. Out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's a really so good point. I hadn't thought about. I don't that. know if it's going to make any difference. That's a really good point. Why don't you go? Because I feel very very strongly. But my number. I should also say I did not bring in uh, any any clips. Brian. Oh, clips so galore! I wanted some clips. I uh, could not find clips of the movies that I wanted clips from because, like I said, they're not as well. They're not as well known. Okay, I'm going to get these out of the way first. I have a tie at number five, and I'm hoping to uh, gloss over. I have clips, so we can't gloss over that <sighs> much. But uh, these, I, I paired them together because they make me laugh. These are two ridiculous, grotesque characters played by Americans. And uh, they are not, I, I do not think they are representative of the fine men of Ireland. However, they are very, very funny. And uh, they make me laugh. And so we'll play uh, my first number five. A, a, a ridiculous character <laughs> from, <laughs> I love it so much, from Austin Powers, mm. Patty O'Brien. Oh, let's, let's let Dr. Evil take it away. Patty O'Brien, ex-Irish assassin. His trademark, a superstitious man. He leaves a tiny keepsake from his good luck bracelet on every victim he kills. Scotland Yard would love to get their hands on that piece of evidence. Yeah, they're always after me, lucky charms. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're going to be offended. How are feeling? Why does everyone always laugh when I say that? They are, <laughs> they are after his uh, lucky charms. I'm, a, I'm a, the offended. Yeah. <laughs> I did preface it by saying these are grotesque caricatures. Mm -hmm. However, they're funny. They're your L favorites. Listen, so says a lot about you. Listen, Mark. if you're if you're friends and you're Irish, send me your 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 uh, f your, your favorite uh, grotesque caricature of Americans. I'll laugh. I'll have a good laugh at uh -huh. that. This top is why we've never done top five black characters because Brian's oh, always, he wants to do he wants to do Buckwheat and I say Buckwheat's not a movie character and he always circles back I to Buckwheat. Ready to go. And tie number five, uh, a movie that never comes up on this show. However, I believe that you were a big fan of the trailer. Hmm. Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle. Charlie's Angels 2. Yeah, I like Great it. Great trailer. For no reason, Justin Theroux decides to do a very thick uh, Irish accent uh, playing uh, uh, Drew Barrymore's ex-boyfriend, who now is out for revenge because she turned state's evidence on him, and he went to jail for many years, and now he is out for revenge against her and everyone she loves. Here he is, um, and he's indestructible. Like He literally walks, <laughs> in this scene, he walks through um, literal flames. Like, they're, like The flames are has lit this entire place ablaze, and uh, he walks through the flames slowly, approaching Drew Barrymore, who is on the ground, and uh, this is what he says to her. You can't hurt me anymore, Helen. I'm going to teach you and your friends about PM. PM. 
I'm going to kill them. Just so you can hear them scream. So he's threatened to kill her, just to see, and her friends, just to mm. see, hear them scream, or, or scream, mm. I guess is how he, he does it. I, I, maybe that's a regional dialect. I don't know if you're Irish and you, uh, you recognize that, hit me up. Otherwise, I just assume it's an over-the-top, absurd Irish accent. Uh, don't worry, my picks get better after this, but uh, that is my number five. Full uh, throttle. Uh, it is. Uh, what was that? Patty that's, a, that's a swallow. Mm-hmm. It's Patty O'Brien and uh, and uh, Seamus O'Grady. <laughs> Both ridiculous names. Ridiculous names. Uh, Depends on who you're asking. True. Anyway. Probably actually someone named Seamus O'Grady. I would imagine the mother of that that man is not suggesting that it's ridiculous at all. I'm saying if you're naming a a over the top right. Irish character, that is a yes. name you would go for. Stereotype. Yes. Okay. Number five for me. Brian, this is a uh, very fine film, one that I uh, I saw in theaters back in uh, 1994, 93 when it came out. Uh, very, very heavy on the Irish themes is In the Name of the Father. In the mm. Name of the Father came out came up not too long ago it on did. this year program. Still have not seen. Directed by Jim Sheridan. Mm. Jim Sheridan, of course, he also did My Left Foot, which will not be uh, talked about or discussed on this year's program. <laughs> or will it? Uh, this episode, anyways, because I am not a fan of that. Uh, really? Left Foot. I, uh, I mean, it's all, you know, that's another movie like. Um, I missed it for decades, and I finally watched it, and I'm like, this is shite. And this, it, is, this is an ABC afternoon, Sunday afternoon movie. But it's one of those movies like. Um, Beyond good ones, uh, the, yeah, you're the, right. Yeah, the, the the one we just talked about, her smell or Mother's Brooklyn, where there is a tremendous performance, and yeah. the movie's just kind of. Eh. I don't even think the performance is that. I love Daniel Day Lewis, but him mumbling in a bed for two hours is not a good. Uh, he can do much more. Anyways, he stars in this one too. That the old Daniel Day Lewis, English-born Daniel Day Lewis, but he plays Jerry Con- Conlon, who is uh, one of the four. Brian, the uh, what do they call them? The the uh, the, the the Guildford Four, uh, four people falsely convicted of the nineteen. 1974 Guildford pub bombings and uh, this movie is a, a bio picture of, of, of this man Jerry's uh, his experience his, his ordeal uh, not only of him but then uh, his his father played by Pete Postlewaite 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 God I love that guy he's the, one of the most British looking people you'll ever see indeed uh, he he's no longer with us he, uh, he left That's uh, the last year 2011 is when he died I thought he died much more recently too, but it's saying here 2011. Hmm. Really? Hmm. I thought it was. Hmm. He was born in England. That can't be right. He's not Irish. He was born. So both these guys, uh, these are Irish guys uh, playing. uh, I mean, these are British uh, actors playing uh, Irish guys. And uh, about a very, very important time in a tragic time in in, in Irish history. He Uh, actually died in 2011. Mm hmm. So it wasn't 2011, it was 2011? Yeah. 64 <laughs> when set, he died. I set the record straight. 64 when, when Postwaite died. Anyways, that's my uh, my number five. A, a very a, An English man playing an Irish character effectively because he is Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh. And I saw this in theaters, and man, was I moved by this movie. It's it's essentially a courtroom drama, but uh, it has you. It's, it's, it's white-knuckle ride for much of it. How much of it takes place lot, in the courtroom? A lot of angst, a lot of angst. Well, I mean, it's all about the... The, the court proceedings that follow and the, the sentences of ah. the, the wrongly accused. Uh, but, you know, it's also a coming of age story in, in many ways because Jerry starts off as kind of like a hooligan and he's like, I think he's sent off to English boarding school and, uh, you know, he, he's, he's getting busted for theft and whatnot. He's, he's, he's a hooligan and uh, Irish hooligan. And then, you know, uh, 
these serious crimes are brought uh, upon him and, and he's charged with these things and then he ends up going to prison it becomes a prison movie and then it becomes a father son movie it's a it's a really really good movie right. in the name of the fucking father people I'll check it out. in the name of, I should also tell you uh, in the name of the father is available on Max Go and Direct TV subs which I'm not sure how that works. I'm still not sure either. Because like it said on Just Watch, which we uh, we lean on heavily each week, we uh, week in, week out here, uh, it said that Cool Hand Luke, I was reading about the uh, Stanford experiment, the prison experiment. Right, right. And uh, one of the uh, the guards, apparently, one of the, the worst guards, he said he was just acting and he had been watching Cool Hand Luke, which was like the biggest movie right. of... of of the year that week uh, that the Stanford experiment took place. And they noticed that every time he got more sadistic, his, he, he got more of a Southern accent and he it's wasn't from the South. He was Strother Martin. And he's like, yeah, I was just doing that character uh, from Cool Hand Luke. So I'm like, I need to watch that Cool Hand Luke. Well, maybe with the wife, she's probably never seen it. And it said it was on DirecTV subs. And then it's only for rent as far as, so I started downloading it. I'm still not sure if I got charged for it. And then Very she strange. said, and then I said, hey, I didn't want to watch Cool Hand Luke. And I just heard, not really. <laughs> and then we didn't. And then we didn't watch it. Yeah, this is a good story that ended with nothing. Ended the well, same it, place. It ended tragically, if you if you must know. <laughs> that was a tragic night for me. We we watched Hillbilly instead. So oh, it, so worked, it, wasn't it worked out. It worked out. Yeah, I still got to, I still got to see some hillbillies. I mean, that was the whole point. I wanted to see, <laughs> see some some hicks. <laughs> All right, number four, mm. my final American actor playing Irish. They'll all be Irish after this, or British to some degree. Uh, this is. One Punch Mickey O'Neill from mm-hmm. Snatch, played mm-hmm. by Brad Pitt, directed by Guy Ritchie, 2000 Snatch. So Anderson, he plays a, a pikey. Apparently a pikey is a uh, pejorative term. It's considered to be by many to be a slur. It's possibly derived from uh, turnpike or pike, which meant highway, since uh, the, the, uh, the pikey is a... It's like a death. drifter. This is, yeah, like, well, exactly. I wrote down they were drifters. They were travelers. Why do you, gotta, why do you, why do you always got to let everyone know that you wrote it down? Why don't you just say yeah? Because I don't want to just like ape, you know, just a piggyback on your uh, on your coattails. That's what you're saying. I thought it too. I, th- I thought it independently. That's actually the subtext. <laughs> do you want to hear a little bit of Mickey? Of course I do. Mickey has a very distinct accent, and I'd like to hear from some Irish people of uh, how accurate this is. Oh, it's inaccurate. Very inaccurate. Inaccurate. Yeah. Oh. Real tight fucker, aren't you? Now, there is a problem with pikeys or gypsies. What are you doing, Potter? Get out the way back. Can't really understand much of what is being said. You tell me. Come back to Catherine. Mr. O'Neill. Fuck, man. Tell me, Mickey. It's not Irish. It's not English. How are you? Fair, the weather's been kindest for the horses, you know. It's just, well, it's just pikey. Fuck me. Just look at the size of it. How big are you? Hey, kids. How big is he? He's a big man, that's for sure. Hey, man. Come and look at the size of this fella. Bet you back a little. Concert Ah. Uh, you look like a boxer. You know, with the way, Mickey. <laughs> Remember how he was introduced? In this movie, uh, introduction was he like was he was he passed out drunk? He came up with it with Guy Ritchie. They thought it was hilarious because so, Brad Pitt was at the height of his right. uh, sex appeal. Even though I think he's cooler now than he was then, much because of Once Upon a Time, time in Hollywood, because sure. Cliff was yeah. just so perfect. But uh, he's aging well, like you know, like a lot of like a lot of like handsome uh, Hollywood men, handsome bastards. But uh, that's another reason why the women hate hate the men so much. It's because uh, men, the just, women hate the men so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they get very upset because okay. things are unfair, right? Yeah. But they they really don't don't like the aging uh, discrimination. Mm. How, how God allowed yeah. men to kind of age well. Yeah, yeah become more distinguished. Yes, However, I think Susan Sarandon's a beautiful woman. She was. Faye Dunaway is a beautiful woman. Stop. Brian, stop it with that. Know, she was. That was very, nice. very rude. Very rude. Uh, Top five hot older women. Next. Goldie Hawn. Looking good. Yeah. Betty White. 
Stop it. Right. But anyways, they decided that it was at the height of his like sexiest right. man in the world. And they're like, uh, he's, he's pooping behind. Oh. <laughs> that was the first time you see him, remember? He's like taking a poop behind a, uh, a truck or something. Was that the scene? In a, in a hat or something. Oh. Perhaps, yeah. That seemed like the, that was towards the beginning. He based part of that dialect, what you got to imagine is like the Irish version of Cockney. Yeah, I guess so. British. Or, yeah, like a thick southern accent. Yeah. Like a, like a Cajun accent. Yeah, right? maybe like a Cajun. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know what he based a lot of a lot of his accent on? What's that? Uh, Finster from uh, Usual Suspects. Really? Yeah, Benicio del Toro's character. That's like not Play an it again. at all, though. Play it again because oh, you, you can hear God him where he kind of trails off. Is it gone? Did you, did okay, you close yeah, it out? I, I did close it because you can I definitely. Did, he he based it on like thick Irish accent and Finster. Finster? Finster. Finster. I think it's Finster. 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 I'll call him what I want. You can call fucker, aren't you? Now, there is a problem with pikers or gypsies. What are you doing, Potter? Get out of the way back. Can't really understand much of what is being said. You tell me. Come back to Cadran. Mr. O'Neill. Fuck, man. Tell me, Mickey. It's not Irish. It's not English. How are you? Fair, what is my kindness for the horses? You know that? Just well. You hear it? You hear it a little bit there? I can hear something. Yeah, flip you. Flip you for real. Can you hear me in the back? I mean, yeah, he just kind of trails off. Yeah. Like he doesn't. Every, there's no syllables. Everything's just one. Doesn't run. have time for the syllables. <laughs> He's got other things to do. Yeah, I mean, the back. Number four for me, it's a uh, based on a glorious film that more people need to see. Yeah, I said film, Brian. I'm bringing back the snobby Anderson Let's from the, uh, the the early 2000s. Oh, that's right. The orange uh, couch days. But Calvary is a film, Brian. Yeah. Calvary is a fantastic movie. You've seen it as well. This He's is uh, Father James, played by Brendan Gleeson, who is a, a true Irishman. I could have made my top five list just out of Brendan Gleeson uh, character. He's an Irish man. He is an Irish man. He's a large Irish man. And, and his son is a spindly Irish man played by, Do played by uh, living uh, as Donald Gleeson, his, his son, who uh, mm. arguably a bigger star these days than really? Brendan Gleeson. Really? Right? Has he taken the mantle? No. More recognizable? I think Brendan Gleeson is more recognizable. Brendan Gleeson is so He's Donald is closing the gap for sure. But Calvary... Great character. Father James is a fantastic. Thanks to Star Wars movies, of course. Fantastic character played by Brendan Gleeson. Uh, the movie is as good as his character, if not better. We we live in Father James's shoes, played by Brendan Gleeson, who you absolutely care for. He's a he's a Catholic priest. He's an Irish Catholic priest who uh, opens the movie opens with him taking confession and he's hearing the confession of a, a boy who was a man who was abused as a boy by the Catholic church, as we've all heard so many times. Uh, and this man who is a grown man now is telling father James that he is going to uh, make the score, right? He's going to even the score by killing him, killing father James. He's confessing that he is going to murder him through no fault of his own just yeah you know, just because he said i was innocent as a child and you took my innocence and i'm going to even the score by killing you no. and father james knows who it is we don't know who it is oh it's not father james Dickie, yeah no. we have this discussion all the time we he doesn't oh. know who it is he, yeah i mean he does know he does know you're who right it is. he doesn't know who he it does is. he okay. knows who it is we don't and he's talking to people and we're like is he talking to the killer right now there's a bit of a red hair in this thrown in there and he's this great big botchy bastard and you love him. He's a, he's a husky fella. He's a husky. He's Brendan Gleeson. And uh, you, you know that his demise is imminent. And it took a, a, a real uh, character actor to bring that character to life and, and to get us to follow along to the end. And, uh, you know, kind of hoping that the uh, the ultimate, the, the inevitable doesn't occur and it's just a fantastic ride. I love Calvary so much. Such a good movie. I didn't enjoy it as much as you, but it's a very good movie. Because you have terrible taste. 
Calvary, directed by John Michael McDonough. That's John Michael McDonough. John Michael McDonough, uh, also responsible for writing The Guard and uh, War on Everyone, mm-hmm. which I've not seen. Um, yes. The Guard, I, I saw The Guard. I saw everyone kept saying, you got to see The Guard. You got to see The Guard. You got to love The Guard. Brendan Gleeson uh, starring uh, opposite Don Cheadle. Finally saw the guard, the shit version somehow. I saw like a 4-3 pan and scan that was on Amazon that Prime. Weird. That was the only one that was available, and that's Bizarre. what I saw, and it just it did not really, it, it sucked. It I did not like it at all. I need to rewatch that because I think that I got In a- proper format. Got a bum, uh, bum copy there. All right. Number three for me. The only one I've done have a clip for, although I imagine you and I could repeat some of the lines from this. Um, I don't, I, I'm afraid of crossover here, so if you have it high on your list, we can uh, table this discussion for later. But you assigned me, and I enjoyed. The great Francie Brady. What is that? That's uh, from The Butcher Boy, 1997, a Neil Jordan film. Oh. Uh, oh, Francie, Neil Jordan's Irish, huh? Yeah, Francie Brady is, is uh, played yeah. by Eamon Owens. That sounds like an Irish name. Um, maybe I'm pronouncing that wrong. Eamon Owens. Eamon. Uh, Eamon? Eamon. Sure. I, I don't know. Francie is, uh, he is the butcher boy. He is a titular butcher boy. Yeah. Butcher boy. Don't say He that. is in, indefa- indefatigable. I was corrected on the pronunciation of that word. Uh-huh. He's like relentlessly upbeat in the face of this sort of just bleak existence that he lives. Um, this rare combo of like a dark comedy and a feel good comedy. It, it's really both. It's very dark, but it's also kind of feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty light for a movie uh, that includes uh, suicide attempts and slaughterhouses. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's the score really. If it's you watch fun. this, it's a if you watch movie. this a number of times, there's, it's, it's got a tone like no other movie you've ever seen. I considered the the entire movie is streaming in pieces on YouTube. I considered combing through it to find some Francie Brady quotes. It's also on it Voodoo. It's voodoo. also Voodoo. 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 Voodoo with ads, but it's okay because they don't they don't cut anything out of the movie and uh, they don't like cut the movie down oh, and they good. don't like uh, change the language or anything that's like good. that. Like we're what we're so accustomed to watching movies on TV with ads. Uh, but when we watch those versions, they're they're neutered for you know daytime audiences. That's right. And uh, you miss the magic. And then so they they cut out like you know the R rated scenes, and then they change all the language with dubs. And that's not the case now with the streaming services that are doing the AVOD stuff, where where they they put ads in in their uh, content. It's the same movie. It's just interrupted with like a progressive ad every right. now and again. And it's a it's a nice alternative to you know spending it's an some upgr- money. It's an upgrade from the you know, watching on cable, especially with so many kids out there. You know, college kids who consume the media medium. And you know, I'd, I'd much rather have them watch something with, with a few ads in it that's not otherwise altered mm-hmm. than not watching it at all because well they don't want to have to spend three ninety nine, which I get that adds up. So it's a nice uh, alternative voodoo, voodoo, which voodoo. Uh, I don't have. I do have Tubi. Do the voodoo because uh, a movie that I make called Groupers is on Tubi, and it just got accepted to voodoo, so it'll be showing up on ah, voodoo here pretty soon. Big time. And uh, yeah, apparently in that movie that you just discussed, Butcher Boy. I should also let you know that uh, the Butcher Boy number three for me mm. is also Mickey O'Neill oh, from yeah. Snatch. He's a Guy Ritchie's Snatch. This Can is we the say only. Pikey? Sure. This is the only movie that uh, is, is is widely accepted and lo- beloved by all. I'd imagine you know ninety eight percent of our audience is well familiar with it and has seen it. I remember uh, back in two thousand when it was uh, about to be released that summer or whenever it was. When was that released? What was the date? Oh, Benicio's in that movie, by the way. A small part, very small part. Uh-huh. January is a January release. Look at that guy. Richie's good with the early releases. By the way, before we move on, on watching onward, two thousand twenty. 2020 is uh, uh, so far, uh, no, 
week and a half into March, mm. a really good year for movies so far. There's yes, been some there's really, been really, really good. Points. The Gentleman's one of them. Gentleman's a really, really good movie. A very fun movie. Normal is when a normal year. Onward is fucking solid. In a normal year by March, the Gentleman. Birds of Prey. Like, fantastic. There's some really good movies already. In a normal year by March, the Gentleman would be probably the best movie that's been out or maybe the second best. It's like third or fourth. Like, and that's it's good because there's been some really good movies yet. I'm, I'm forgetting a couple Invisible others. Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> It's, 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 there, there's, uh, there's years from past yeah. that like the movies that I've seen so far this year surpass all of the, my, the best movies from years of the past. It's a wealth. It's I might be exaggerating. I might be exaggerating, but well, cause get out came out early. So did uh quiet place. Like, there's been good early movies, but why no, did they not call quiet place to quieter place? Why didn't they not call it the, the same place? reason they, they didn't call uh, now you see me to now you don't. And then they could call the final one, the quietest place. I mm -hmm. mean, it would have been fun. I don't know if they're going for fun. Yeah, so January 19th is when Snatch came out. And I remember, do you remember like <laughs> how it was kind of amusing to just see the word Snatch like all over bus mm. billboards, bus stops and right. billboards. And, yeah. Fun. It's a, it's a naughty word. Fun. Naughty. They shouldn't be saying it. Naughty, naughty. naughty. Kind of like Pecker. Like, uh, Can uh, we say that? What, naughty? Or Pecker. Or Snatch. Uh, uh, um, when, when I'm drawing a total... John Waters made Pecker no. like the main reason why he, furlong film. he called it Pecker, furlong vehicle, which I uh, assigned you. The main reason why he wanted to call it Pecker, why he named the titular character Pecker, Brian, is because uh, he wanted uh, he wanted to see Pecker like on on marquees because he thought that was funny. That is a good name for a titular character. Stop it. So yeah, my number three is uh, Snatch, which can be streamed. Fun movie. How much of our audience hasn't seen Snatch? I said 2%. I already said 98% of our, our audience is well familiar. Uh, CBS subs. What, I, so I guess the boomers can enjoy that. <laughs> CBS Who's probably, paying for yeah, CBS? For CBS. Uh, like, I really got to see my CBS shows. But they're, they're hoping. God, it, it seems like such an old failed attempt, right? They changed the NBC streaming service to Peacock. I think they call, they're calling it something else because they're trying to rebrand. But that makes sense because you can get like SNL videos, right? I'd imagine. God, they keep those SNL videos under lock and key, don't they? Do, like, there's yeah. barely anything on YouTube. Barely. Barely. Hardly. Coming up next. Barley. Barley. That's right. That's how I miss Barley. Yeah. Uh, hold so on. That was the character's name, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Wasn't that the character, the older brother in, in uh, Onward? Wasn't he Barley? He was so, something like that. I don't know, dude. Come on, bro. Don't tell me, bro. Play the music. Oh, don't tell me what to do. I mean, I finally had it up, and then... Right. Keep the music low. That's a good song. Actually. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck Grover Anderson because of you. Come on, Grover gets some more run. Barley Lightfoot. That's Chris Pratt in Onward. It's barely. barley. It's barely. What about barley? His sister, his brother's name is Ian. Anyway, uh, good times coming up next. More Irish characters after this. Hey, Brad. Hey, buddy. Now, thanks to uh, Manscaped, uh, when those uh, ladies approach you in bars and they say, hey, buddy, hey, big fella, does the uh, does the head match the drapes? Is that what they say? They might say that to you. you oh, I see. My head. Yeah, your head yeah, yeah, yeah. matches your, your, your ball, Balzini's yeah. down there. You can say, well, the well, drapes would match well, the, well, the carpet, carpet would match the drapes. Carpet, carpet matches the yeah. head, but they'd have to say head. Well, the carpet would match the drapes. See what I'm saying? No, no. Does the carpet match the drapes? The drapes are up high, the carpet's okay. down low. Whatever, I don't know. Not the point of this exercise. Now, thanks to Manscaped, you can say, 
Well, honey, as a uh, matter of fact, first of all, you need to uh, get evaluated because you have absolutely awful taste approaching me. That's weird. Secondly, uh, I I uh, yeah, I've, I shaved those bald Balzini's clean. It looks like a couple, a uh, couple Mr. Cleans down there. True story. Yeah. Used the lawnmower 3.0 just the other day. Uh, on your head or your balls? I'll just say I used it. Okay. That's right. All right. I used it. Mm-hmm. I was smooth. 3.0. I, I squeak when I walk. What? What? I don't need to hear that, Brad. Have, that was a mistake. Uh, this is the third generation trimmer. It's the 3.0. It's better than the 2.0, which was very good. I had no problem. I with didn't the 2.0. think it needed improved, but this one's even more powerful, and it seems to like uh, take care of business. It's got the LED lights, so you can see all the all the crannies and nooks. And you know what? I you don't have to just use it on the nether regions. I mean, you can use it on on yeah, your face. Absolutely, don't uh, wash know, it in between. Maybe, maybe, yeah, wash yeah, it in between, or just use it on your face, or you know, uh, you know, make sure. But mm. and you can take it in the shower. That's right. Beautiful it's thing. Taking the nice. shower. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you charge it with a USB cord yeah. and it charged it charges up. Charges USB. It makes Charging me your wish. Laptop. It makes me wish that there was a pill I could take to make my 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 beard and my all my hair grow faster, <laughs> so I could use it more often. Buddy, I hear you on that one. I hear you. Satisfying. I'd like to. Have I want to take too. it. I want to take. I want to get a long hair dog and just become a, a, a dog trimmer with it. It's so satisfying using <laughs> you know, the manscaper. You, you show up a mobile groomer with a fucking. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't ask questions. They'd be like, "Look at that guy's futuristic piece of machinery." What if you crossed out man to put dog? Dogscaped. Dogscaped. <laughs> Dogscaped. So, but no, look, listen, that? summertime is coming. Again, oh, we're going to be out there and you, know, you, you, you end up, uh, you end up uh, exploring ca- uh, the, uh, the other, other, other people's bodies catches, a little bit more. It catches, it catches the funk. And uh, what, the hair? Yeah. No, let's not get to, well, too, too descript. But you, you, you can't go 60s, 70s style anymore, fellas. Uh, yeah, or ladies, I mean, you already know that. You got you to clean it up down there. You got to clean it up. Keep so, it high and tight. Yes, yeah, especially with the uh, with the warm weather coming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TFE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code TFE. You're, I'm not going to read this. Your balls <laughs> will thank you is what it says, Brian. Your your balzinis will say, hey, buddy, thanks a lot. <laughs> hey, thanks for, the, thanks for helping out here. Keep those things clean. Welcome back. Time to wrap up uh, Irish characters. Irish characters. I have a couple I love. A couple I love. Actual Brits or Irish folk. What? Did you just say Brits? Well, one of mine is a Brit. Plain and Irish. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but he's like a celebrated actor. Should I just say who it is? Because you said a couple of Brits or Irish characters. Yeah, but then then I got stuck because I didn't know what, like, what Uh, what is. You're being offensive, Brian. You're being very offensive (laughs) to all. Mm. Listeners, hurtful. Mainly the uh, the poor Irish. I, I apologize. I've done so much damage to the Irish community in yes. this episode. Go ahead. Number four. Oh, number two. Sorry, mm. number four. Liam Neeson. No, it's not Liam. Uh, Liam didn't make my list. Liam's uh, he is Irish, right? Yes. Yes. Very much so. Plays American a lot, or tries to. But uh, my number two is actually the aforementioned Pete Postlethwaite. Mm-hmm. Pete Postlethwaite in in the town. Oh, he's so good in the town as uh, Fergie. God, the town was 20, 2009? I know. Uh, Time fly. I would have guessed like 2015. It's out of the top of my head. <laughs> but I know where I was living, and yes, I was living oh, somewhere. Oh, wow. Crazy. Yeah, the, the, the town is fantastic. No. He is fa- no. You don't like the town? It's okay. It's wonderful. It's not fantastic. It's, fantastic. Or it's neither one of those things. It's a, it's a, it's a white it's okay. knuckle thrill ride. Eh. Hey, here's a question. Jeremy Renner. No Does mustache. he have a mustache? No mustache. <laughs> he's, he's got a mustache in that movie. So Pete Pusselthwaite. That is an old bit. 
Uh, he plays uh, Fergie, a.k.a. The Florist. Mm-hmm. I love the subtle subversion of his menacing character by giving him like an effeminate profession. Like he's like the drug lord of Charlestown, right? Like he's he's getting everyone hooked on drugs and he's run a crime empire out of his flower shop. And of course, he's, he has like this effeminate uh, profession. He's a florist. Let's listen to a little bit of Pete Postlethwaite explaining to uh, Ben Affleck's character how he, um, well, he, he, he ruined his life by getting his uh, mom hooked on drugs, and uh, we'll take it from there. Play the horses? You know, they either gel the horse with a knife or with the chemicals. And your daddy said no to me. I did him the chemical way. Gave your mother a taste. Put the hook into her. Now she doped up good and proper. Hunger sells the wire on Melnair cast. And you, running around the neighborhood looking for Your daddy didn't have the heart to tell his son that he was looking for a suicide doper who was never coming home. If there's a heaven, son, she ain't in it. Brutal. Yeah, pretty good. Brutal. Pretty good. Yeah, he's uh, and Pete Puck. He's the best do, part of that movie. He can do Shakespeare. He can do th- this guy. He can't he, do anything anymore, Brian. He can't do anything anymore. He could have done Shakespeare. Like, anything 20, 2011 or later or before. He could, he had he, no business doing it. He had a lot of range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pete, miss him. Miss you, Pete. <sighs> Patty O'Brien. You started this episode off with Patty O'Brien. I know. That's so shameful. Number two I, for me. I owned up to it. Number two for me, um, this is one that I want to spend a, a minute talking about, and it's rental only, which okay. is a shame. Rental Why? only. Okay, you can't stream it. You can't in the U.S. anyways, as far as uh, Just Watch uh, will have you believe. It's only available rental for $2.99, $3.99. And uh, this character's name is Kitten, Patrick Kitten Braden. Uh, and it is Killian Murphy playing Patrick Kitten Braden in a movie called Breakfast on Pluto. And I mm. love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. This is a period piece that takes place, uh, uh, I want to say 70s, 60s. I saw this in the theater and I've seen it a couple times since. Uh, it's hard to tell because it's, uh, it's, it's the 70s. It's hard to tell for me because it takes place primarily uh, over overseas. Um, Now, he looks like a woman. Yes. He is playing a cross-dressing pre-transition who is kind of at odds with uh, society, uh, gets mixed up with the IRA, becomes involved with the IRA, and uh, it's, it's based on a book by a man named Pat McCabe, and it's directed by Neil Jordan, and it is a, a, a fantastic movie. And it's called Breakfast on Pluto and Killian Murphy, a very, very uh, Irish man himself. And uh, he's one of those actors who kind of like he's a little bit under the radar. Like he's just I love him. I love everything he's in, but I don't sing his praises very often. It's not like I'm, I'm waiting to see what he's in next. He was actually in a movie. I was researching him just like this it week. pops up here and there. Remember like in uh, the, 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 the Sunshine? So good. Of course. First two thirds. So good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was in a movie. He wrote, he was in some of a movie. He plays American a lot too. Called Hippie Hippie Shake. He played Richard Neville. And I've never seen this on IMDb before. I've never seen it, but it's listed on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beban Kidron was the uh, director. Killian Murphy, Sienna Miller was in it. Matthew Beard. And it's just, it just says, it doesn't, you know how it says like post-production, right, right. announced, 
uh, filming abandoned. Really? It just says abandoned. That's sad. Hippie, hippie shake. An account of the countercultural's uh, Richard Neville's misadventures in London at the end of the 1960s. Okay, he's in a quiet place part two. Yes, that's what I was getting to. Oh. He's, they don't talk much about him. And it's funny because a quiet place part two is like the next big thing that's coming out right around the corner. Sure. No one's talking to Killian Murphy. Like that's he's right. one of those quiet actors. He just fucking does it. He does it so he's well. Smolders. You don't hear him like, about him in the in the tabloids. You don't see him on TMZ. He's on Peaky Blinders. And he's easy to look. Oh, he's that? great in, in Peaky that? Blinders. Yes, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, every every great uh, actor from overseas is in that movie. <laughs> You got Noah Taylor sh- uh, uh, trading lines with Tom and Tom Hardy. Some of the best acting yep. I've ever seen in that uh, peaky. I'll never see in that peaky. I'll never see but uh, anyways, yes. Uh, Breakfast on Pluto. Damn, I wish this thing was streaming somewhere so you guys could take a chance because I don't think everyone's going to love it as much as me. But more on that. More on breakfast. More on, more on Brian. I am sitting across. Hey. More on that. Uh, Breakfast on Pluto and the team that made it uh, here in a minute. Oh. Go ahead. What's your number number one? Brian? Number one for me mm-hmm. is a. Uh, I saw this recently. Actually, this is a very recent addition to my list. A delightful addition. What I was your add. two? Sorry. To- uh, it was Fergie, aka the florist in the town. Oh yeah. Pete Postlethwaite. All right. Go ahead. Number one is a film I saw recently. Recent addition to my list. Did I say that already? Yes, you did. Sorry, I cut played you by, off very rudely. Played by a no, sorry. Played by a fantastic Irish actor mm. who's been mentioned here once before. Oh no, different movie though. Oh, Brendan Gleeson mm. as Knuckles. Knuckles, yeah. Knuckles. Thank you for having Knuckles. Is uh, worthy, worthy. <laughs> in, in Paddington Two, yeah, he is the scariest dude in prison. He also happens to be the chef uh, who's cooking. Everyone is afraid to criticize. And uh, when uh, Paddington approaches him in the prison uh, cafeteria. And it tries to explain, well, first of all, he tries to, tries to give him some ideas on how to improve his cooking and also uh, end up, ends up covering him in ketchup and mustard. Uh, this is uh, Knuckles' Knuckles's, uh, reaction. You listen to me, you little maggot. Listening? Nobody criticizes my food. Right. Nobody squirts condiments on my apron. Got it. And nobody bonks me on the head with a baguette. No bonking. I'll overhaul the menu, all right. Really? Dish of the day? Yes. Bear pie. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> Shoves a marmalade sandwich in his mouth, and a, and a friendship uh, emerges. Yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful story. It, it's 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 corny on paper, but it works, yeah. and uh, he sells it. And the way that it's shot is a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I got I got Atticus watching the uh, the TV version of Paddington. Oh, really? It's pretty good. Is it as good? So I think they got all the same uh, voice actors. A listener uh, alerted me to it. So yeah. I look a, a search, and uh, there it is, oh, Adventures wonderful. of Paddington. And uh, the boy likes it. I got to show Tessa Paddington. Yeah, do, do the, the Adventures of Paddington. I think it's on Nick Jr. Or like, what's that? What's, what's the Nick? Uh, what's, what's it called? Nick, uh, Ju- Nick, uh, it is called Nick Jr. Nick Jr., but the, they got another, like, uh. Gobo. Or what's it called? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't pay attention. It's, like, it's what I have on the background. We don't watch TV. And no one watches TV in my house. That's a lie. Every time I've entered your house, the TV is blaring. It's gone. It's actually true. Yes. What's your number one? My number one, you stepped all over it like the dickhole that you are. Is it the great Francie Brady? It is the great Francie Brady. The great Francie Brady in The Butcher Boy, 1997. This thing is streaming on Vudu, like I said. I know a lot of you have not seen it. When I first brought this up on the program, this is me being hipster, and uh, I, I don't want to come off as braggy. 
Uh, and I, I hope that that's not what it sounds like I'm trying to be, but I just love this movie. And uh, I've been, I, it's not, not braggy because it's not like people are coming around and loving this, loving this movie now. It's not nothing like that. It's just, I've been on this movie's jock for so long that <laughs> I remember it was my DVD pick of the uh, the week, which we used to do way back oh, when. Wow, yeah. And you should it, do that again. It wasn't even available on DVD. It was only available on VHS. <laughs> and you got upset at me for doing Song of the South. You DVD picked a movie. Good because it's DVD. that good, Brian. Sure, it yeah. deserves it. Now, the reason why I love this uh, Butcher Boy and the great Francie Brady, who you will never forget as a character if you see this movie. He uh, exclaims 90% of his lines. Yeah. He yells his lines. He's just so, uh, Iman e- uh, is great. He's also in Breakfast to Pluto, also directed by Neil oh. Jordan, also written uh, by the novelist McCabe. So he was like 10 years older at that point. This, yeah, you, you, you can still recognize his mug. Patrick McCabe is a novelist and he wrote Breakfast on Pluto and he wrote the book, uh, The Breakfast, uh, uh, The Butcher Boy, which I, I definitely want to wa- read one, if not both of those books now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, now that I'm reading again. And Neil Jordan has adapted two of his books, Patrick McCabe's books, into feature-length films, both about Ireland, both about the Irish mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. both period pieces, and they're both phenomenal movies. I love Breakfast on Pluto, and I love, love, love The Butcher Boy. And if if I don't know what else McCabe has written, I have not gone down his list, but I really hope that Jordan is hope it, it, it has something else in mind that McCabe has written because I love this team. It's one of my favorite working teams in, in Hollywood, even though they're not working in Hollywood and they they've only worked t- together twice. McCabe is phenomenal. I found a documentary about McCabe. But I can only find the four minute version on uh, on on Vimeo. But uh, if you, the thing about uh, the the great Francie Brady and the Butcher Boy and Brian, you hit a lot of the the uh, things that sets us apart for me uh, about the movie is that it is very dark, but it is got a, a light footed uh, fleet of heart. Uh, it's a feel good dark comedy. It is. It's, it's a very, very feel good very rare. dark comedy. And a lot of it is because of the score. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is because of the dialogue. And a lot it's of it is like the way that it's, the it's voices. shot. The voices is a feel Kind of similar comedy. to the voices. Uh, the voices didn't walk the line as, a, you know, Neil Jordan is, a, is a, he's a really a masterful filmmaker. A lot of his movies don't work for me, but this tone is, and I don't know, audiences don't appreciate this tone. I think this is it's the greatest not, tone there is. It's not easy to digest for a lot of people. And But it's it, it he makes the really dark subject matter go down smooth mm-hmm. with the score and the way that he shot it and the, the cuts. Kind of like, um, kind of like Citizen, excuse me, Citizen, uh, Citizen Ruth. Okay. Alexander Payne's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, feature debut. Like that movie is dark. Like it opens up with her huffing paint. And right. she's like a mother of like two or three, right? And she's pregnant, I think. She's pregnant. Yeah, that's the point. She's pregnant. And that movie's like a comedy. Mm-hmm. And if you watch that movie, like if you change the score and you change a few edits here and there, like that could be a really dark. Yes, oh, like a di- take a very different time. Shitty movie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, so Breakfast and Pluto, uh, similar in tone, but uh, the great Francie Brady and the, and the Butcher Boy really, really bring it home. And uh, he is very, very Irish. And, and the, the few complaints that I've heard over the years from people that have taken a chance and watched it uh, is that they have a hard time understanding Francie Brady because he is very Irish. And uh, he, he and true. his friend and his parents and his dad. and, and Stephen Ray. Stephen Ray, who has played an Irishman <laughs> his whole life because he is an Irishman. 
uh, are hard to understand at times. I get that. I understand that. That's one of the reasons why I don't like that uh, that movie that everyone loves uh, with Uma McGregor and they're running through the streets. Train spotting. Train spotting. Yeah. People love that train spotting, and like I'm like, eh. Uma <laughs> yeah. McGregor and they're running through the streets. Yeah, they run through the streets. Mm-hmm. And there's a baby on the ceiling. It's true. All of this is true. It's like a nerd's idea of creepy. All right. All right. We're not, we're not talking about Scottish. Ooh, tough life Scottish character. Nope. There's no Scottish day coming up. Wow. Listener list. Uh, we got a. Sounds like a threat. Thanks to Jordan, uh, who compiled our listener list, which is no easy Neil task. Jordan? No easy task. Jordan Wolf okay. from Canada. That was Neil Jordan. Uh, because I, I did the uh, the listener list a few uh, weeks and it is uh, it's brutal, uh, and he put it together for us uh, like Thanks, he's Jordan. been doing. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, however, mm-hmm. Jordan, uh, fucking four way tie at five, that's yeah, less than acceptable. That. I don't know about that. Tied for five is Guy, played by Glenn Hansard in Once. I have not seen that once. You haven't seen Once. No, I. Why you assigned it to me? Number number uh, tied for five. Once is a, once is a life of guy in, in once. Uh, tied for five also is Frank Costello. Costello played by Jack Nicholson in The Departed. Dude, that's Irish American. I don't like that. Top five. Uh, Father James played by Brendan Gleeson in Calvary. Yes. Then um, final tied for five is Jimmy Rabit played by Robert Atkins in The Commitments. You know what? I saw that not too long ago, and was, uh, I saw it for the first time like it last year. Yeah, me too. And Enjoyable. Uh, it was it was okay. It was good. It seemed Enjoyable. like a Brian type of movie. Enjoyable. Number four. Number four. This is uh, really stepping outside the the lines. Red, played by Morgan Freeman and Shawshank uh, Redemption. That's an ironic it's, pick. It's a, it's not an ironic pick. It's just a technicality pick, right? He refers to himself as Irish. Number three is Ray, played by Colin Farrell and in Bruges. Yes, he is very very Irish and he's a fun character. And number two is Mickey O'Neill, played by Brad Pitt and Snatch. I'm not familiar with him. Mm, well, it's, it's a good performance. 12.5% of the overall uh, uh, vote and uh, almost 20% of the top five. Uh, all, all, so one in five people said um, uh, Mickey O'Neill. And then finally, number one is Steven, played by David O'Hara in Braveheart. This is a fantastic pick. Mm. When I saw that it was number one on the listener list, I'm like, wait. The Irish dude in Braveheart right. fucking ruled. I watched clips of him. I almost put it on my list, but I'm like, that would just be stealing from the listeners. That's Indeed. not fair. You can't do that. I can't steal from the you listeners. Spread it around. It's a great pick, yeah. and it probably belongs on my list. Not so much yours, but it probably belongs on my list. Because right? it's such a good pick. I mean, it it could have knocked Jerry uh, Colin from the in the name of the father off, and I think Conlon. that we Colin. I think I would have been okay. I think everyone would have been okay. But Stephen played by David O'Hara in Braveheart. He's a, he's a crazy wild card. He's almost like playing like a Charlie Day type character from a, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's a loose cannon. He's a loose cannon, yeah. but he's he's the best. He's so I had forgotten about him. Uh, listener also runs Bull McCabe played by Richard Harris in the field. I don't know what that is. I really don't know what that is. Uh, Christy Brown, played by Daniel Day-Lewis in My Left Foot. We've already explained why that's not uh, not a good choice. I love that. Garda O'Shea, played by Richard Coyle and Grabbers. Fuck to the yes. He's on, he's on my also rands as well. Uh, Redmond Barry, played by Ryan O'Neill and Barry Linden. Uh, I just can't ever have Barry Linden on, on a positive list. It's understandable. And Knuckles McGinty, played by Brendan Gleeson and Paddington 2. Jordan's favorite is Brendan, played by Jack Rayner in Sing Street. Brian, you there should you appreciate go. that. That's all my also rants. Also rants for you. They're all been covered. I, I would say uh, Brendan Gleeson's next favorite role for me maybe is Gangs New York, but they're just so, 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 so. And I believe, does it ever say that he's Irish in gangs? Well, he's quite clearly. He has a fucking shillelagh. Yeah. 
And then, and yes, they, he is because they uh, remember um, Amsterdam at the end of the movie. He's like trying to negotiate with um, because he's not Jim, on either side. He's trying to negotiate with Jim Broadbent or negotiate. He's like, hey, can we please have an Irish sheriff? Like we need an Irish. Oh, that's sheriff. right. Yes, yes, yes. And they're like, who on earth would you nominate? And they nominate Brendan. Yeah. Fraser. Okay. Good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. Gangs in New York. Because remember, he was a mercenary. Like whoever yeah, he, the he, most. he just needed to pay him to fight. Connor and uh, Murphy McManus in the Boondock Saints. Uh, Michael Collins. That's and right. Michael Collins, played by the Liam Neesons. Uh, Garden Grabbers, where to say that? Bobby Sands and Hunger. It's just such a bummer of a movie, but fast pender. Priest Valen in uh, Gangs of New York. I like Valen. I like him quite. I, it's my favorite Liam Neeson's role, yeah, which is absurd, but it's my favorite. Too. Knuckles and Paddington, and then uh, some of the characters from State of Grace. State of Grace needs a little more love. It got overlooked because Goodfellas kind of uh, mm. slapped, bitch slapped it left and right when it completely rolled it over, rolled over State That's of Grace. Right. But State of Grace, steamrolled. State of Grace, all about Hell's Kitchen and uh, similar themes with uh, the old Sean Penn. It's a gritty movie, Brian. It involves uh, hands being cut off oh, like and that. used for crimes. And you, ISIS crimes. Yeah, ISIS crimes. All right, uh, let's gamble and get the fuck out. Let's do it. What about right. last week? Results from last week. We gambled on the way back. I said 73, you said 64. That looks the other way around, buddy. I said 73, you said 64. Score at the time was 77. Are you, are you serious? I think yeah. it went higher, didn't I? I thought it went pretty high on that one. Hold on a second. Gambling stats. Let's see. You, I asked you what yours was, and you said you couldn't remember, if I recall. And I had to go back and listen on my own and put it in there so that uh, Gio could see it. Well, what does Gio say? Gio says 73. For, for me, me or for you? For me. 64 for you. I said 64? I could have sworn I went a lot higher. Than, um. Well, I don't know. Hold on a second. Fuck. This is all not right, fun. All right, all right. Is that is that what you wrote down that's for yourself? A, no, that's what Mike Cole has for us on the gambling sheet, mm -hmm. and they obviously both heard it. So unless go. unless he just got it off of the uh, Patreon feed because I put it on the uh, the Patreon feed. What did you put on the Patreon? Feed? I mean, I put the scores. I put our scores. I put the movie that we're gambling on on the on the Patreon feed. Okay. I, no, they probably. Just I would imagine. Uh, Damn it! I really thought I was. Oh, look at this. this: the audience score and the Rotten Tomatoes score, the tom tomato meter, is uh, identical. You rarely see that. They're both at eighty-four percent. That doesn't up. make me. That doesn't make me want to see the way back. It went up. The way back. The way back. No. So, uh, my Rotten Tomatoes page is broken. No, no audience member is allowed to give it a, a rating, which is very upsetting. I'm trying to trying to fix that all Upset. week with my distributor. It's been broken since the get go, and Don't like uh, it. continues to be broken. Anyways, uh, so yes, uh, I win. All right, you win. I'm uh, going to assign you a movie. Well, I thought I went higher than that. Settle down, Brian. Sixty-four. Doesn't sound right. What should I assign you? You know, I'll get back to you. Why don't I own this? This week's movie is for gambling. Bloodshot, The Hunt. <laughs> Bloodshot. I still believe, never, rarely, sometimes, always, is getting a lot of buzz, and uh, big time adolescence. Uh, what do you think? The Hunt? The Hunt, right? Sure. Uh, Bloodshot's probably going to be number one at the box office, but The Hunt's probably more uh, for our audience. Mm -hmm. So, fine with that. From the guy that made uh, Complacent? Complacent? Complacence? Oh, no. Um, um, compliance. Compliance, that's what I said. Compliance. <laughs> A long show. I really thought I went higher than 64. Complacence, Brian. I'm complacent right You're now. You're complacent right now. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Where do we go with this? Where do we go with this? 
right, what are you, what are you doing right now? What, what are we just looking at? I'm, I'm looking things up. I'm, what am I looking? I I'm saw looking, your finger go I'm, to your yes, screen and I'm, then I'm, go across. I'm typing like a, a score, jerk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go across that column. I'm going to assign you Bloodshot. You keep it up. I kind of want to say Bloodshot. The trailer is kind of fun. The trailer is fun actually. The, the, new, the new Vin Diesel movie. Yes. All right. Uh, you played the song before. Keeps repeating the song. We've met. I can't take that movie. I mean, the it's good for two minutes. I think we all learned. Where that. do we go off from there? All right. What's your score? What's your score for the hunt? I'm trying to see the, the hunt. Just for, to let everyone know, the hunt was supposed to come out like last October, I think, right around Halloween, if I recall. And then there was a mass shooting, mm-hmm. and sadly, I can't remember which mass shooting took this one off the slate. And then there was talk of of it never coming out, and uh, now it's uh, resurfacing here in March. Still kind of buried though. I'm not seeing trailers for it or anything. I'm trying to see the reflection of your score in your classes. Of my score? Yeah. Oh, that's needlessly elaborate. Literally Don't need to do that. Seventy. Uh, sixty-two. Okay, we're very close. Let me write down yours for the uh, the Patreon so that people can see. And seventy and sixty-two. I said sixty-two. You said seventy and sixty-two and seventy. The death of Dick Long. Do you know what that is, Brian? Dick Long. Sixty-seven. the one. Uh, Let's hear the score. Uh, But listening to this is compelling. The Death of Dick Long is what you're going to be seeing. It just kind of popped in my head there. What is it? It's a movie that we'll be watching. <laughs> okay. It's a movie that we will both be watching and talking about next week. Right? Is it in Current scores. Thanks to Giovanni for putting this all together, I should say. I don't know if we mentioned that yet. Thanks, Gio. Granted a little bit, but Giovanni, uh, every week, he puts together three separate emails that gives us the uh, pertinent information to be able to do these this gambling bit that we do at the end. And uh, The Hunt, 52%. Oh, hopefully it goes that up. That sucks. Hopefully it goes up. Because I kind of wanted points. to see that, too. I was My, my interest was peaked. I want to uh, see that now. Death of Dick Long. 52%, oh, though. Rental? Wait, but I don't, I don't do, I don't care about fucking RT anymore. RT's, uh, it's, 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 it shouldn't be trusted. It yes. can't be trusted. See, see it or don't. Heist is crimes. See it or don't. God damn it. Heist is crimes. What, what is the current score? What did I just say? 52? That's upsetting. I said 50. Oh, you did. All right. So let's get out of here. Yeah. Brutal. Thanks, uh, everyone for listening. God, I've lost, I've lost like four or five weeks in a row. It's brutal. Uh, thanks to, <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Jim, Jim Rutherford uh, did the listener art this week. It's simple but effective. It doesn't have to be elaborate. Simple but effective. You need to be familiar with a, uh, a, a, a particular movie. If you love Blood In, Blood Out, you'll love the listener art this week. Bound by honor. Bound by honor. That's right. Uh, thanks, GM, uh, for being our featured artist this week. Uh, Anderson and Brian.com. Actually, you know what? I'm going to start sending people... Hey, who does the uh, who does uh, Jordan and uh, Mitch? Whichever one of you dudes is uh, ha- uh, handling our uh, brand new um, Instagram page, and at, it's Jordan and, at Anderson and Brian Jordan. If you're, do me a favor, if you're handling the uh, Instagram page. Want more dick pics? Anderson and Brian, more dick pics, and also start putting the listener art up there. That'd be a fun place to send people that can see the uh, listener. Everyone's on. I think he Instagram does. Anyway, I think he does. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, perfect. Then keep. Have you been keep, looking? Keep, I have, but I, didn't, I don't feel like I saw the listener. I, I think he's been putting the, uh, the listener art. Also, he's going to be taking questions, I think, as soon as next week nice. from directly from the old IG. So, yeah, give us a follow over there. We're bad at, at plugging this, but Jordan is uh, putting work into it. Uh, starting it from the ground up, it's Anderson and Brian uh, over at Anderson and Brian, uh, B-R-Y-A-N. Over on Instagram. Can you imagine if somebody that like, got in and got, got an Anderson and Brian B-R-I? With an I. And they just like... And became more, way more popular. <laughs> No, but like what they would do is just like a really terrible version of our show. 
This is the terrible version of our show. It is, but a terribler. Oh, right? wow. Like horrible pictures. I and like, it's like the like, like gremlins are, are like the hosts. Oh, my God. Stop. Make some really infantile gay jokes about Michael Bean. Ugh, gross. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at The Film Bullets. Listener art, uh, feature artist this week, Light Out for the Territory and Grover Anderson, as mentioned before. Uh, thanks to Chad, as always, uh, for all of his help. Could we take him off now? Is he done? Is Chad done? Take him off the... Take him off the uh, Chad, yeah, Chad, Chad Yuki, I think he's graduated. All right, uh, uh, fare thee well, Chad. You did a great job for us, and we appreciate it. Mike Cole for keeping our gambling stats. You know, fuck me this week. Giovanni for all your help with the gambling. Jordan and Mitch. Uh, I'm pretty sure I Mitch. did uh, uh, closer to what the score is now. Pretty sure. Pretty sure I did. Thanks, Mitch and Jordan. And uh, click through the Amazon banner at topandersonandbrian.com if you don't mind. And until next time, we do it. Ever Van Gogh.